Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. It is great to be back with you after taking a week off as we traveled up the East Coast to the wonderful state of Vermont. Of course, uh, went up there to celebrate Peyton's first birthday, but we also made a trip to Thunder Road to see, first of all, my, my dad, which was awesome. And then we got to see the uh, the Vermont Governor's Cup featuring Margo's favorite, Brad Keselowski, by the way. Margo joining us on mic too. How you doing, Margo? I told everybody that he was going to hit the former Widowmaker right in did. front of me, and he did. And I got to see my favorite Vermont race car driver do you, things. You I don't want to spoil it. You had an amazing night. And I, I can't wait. When we get to that part of the show, I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the trip to Thunder Road. Because um, I feel like you had a really good time. But, but Brad uh, Keselowski hit the Widowmaker in front of me. He did. My you called is, it I called it. No, I called it like when we found out well, it yeah. was him. And I remember telling Chicky. I was like, he's going to hit the Widowmaker. It, it was either Chicky or that Brian West guy. I think he's like your cousin somehow. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to hit the Widowmaker, and it's going to happen right in front of me. And Joe Merrill, a typical Kyle Busch fan. Well, yep. I don't like I don't like Brad Keselowski. Well, I feel like your night was made for sure. And uh, guys, like I said, it's good to be back with you. We are going to rapid fire um, catch up. This, gonna, th- this show will have a little bit different format. We're not going to do around the state and all that stuff. We're going to basically take it uh, from where we left off. Uh, and, and go chronologically through everything we've experienced over the last 10 days. So we're going to go... Oh, it's been a lot. It, it has been. It feels like it's been a month that we've this missed here. This is like a tease of Speed Weeks for us. <laughs> it pretty much is because this is how we have to do Speed Weeks too. But uh, we're going to start with the Southern Super Series Bash the Beach 100. We're going to then move to Atlanta, which I'll, I'll admit right now we didn't fully watch Atlanta because we were traveling. And then we'll talk Thunder Road. We'll take our commercial break. And then we'll come back home and cover the Shark Bite event at New Smyrna and the ongoing NASCAR season, which uh, which they visited New Hampshire, one of my one of my other home tracks, if you we will. We could have been there. We could have, yeah, but I'm glad we weren't. Um, so we'll cover New Hampshire, and then we'll kind of tie a bow on the show with some odds and ends at the end of it. It's so a little bit different format, but we're going to go chronologically through our experience here and uh Get us back up to speed since we missed last week's show. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of all this, got to thank our great sponsors. Of course, uh, American Auto. I'm, I'm so glad that that EJ was able to get us fixed up for the trip because, you know, if, if that car wasn't reliable, that trip would have been hell. So big thank you to EJ for getting us some new brakes so that we could stop uh, and look at all the accidents that we passed. Yeah. Home. <laughs> so we could stop and look at all the not mooses. That's I'm right. still not convinced that they exist. I think that was the only thing you were disappointed about the trip up north is you didn't see a moose. They, I don't think they exist. You saw a speed bump. <laughs> True. But I think mooses are like unicorns. They're the unicorn of the mountains. Th- there you go. Mountain unicorns. Um, also... <laughs> <laughs> I broke her already. Uh, big thank you to 124 Welding and Fabrication for supporting the show. Sorry we didn't make it to Stafford, Ron. If if only we had an extra day in there. Shit, if they Hey, if they had raced like Friday morning, maybe. But uh, we'll make it up there one of these days. Um, Got to thank Andy Morrison and Never Give Up. You know, I talked to Andy uh, before the Southern Super Series race, and uh, he, he justified us doing this podcast because he said just hearing his name associated with the podcast, it, it helps him. So, you know, if we can help somebody and and people are getting enjoyment out of the show, then, you know, that's what it's all about. So we appreciate him coming on board. Um, Also, big thank you to Jeff White Racing. Um, We will have finally, for the first time in what feels like three months, we'll have a truck segment, an Ashley Holmes Jack's truck segment 
sponsored by Jeffrey White Racing on this show. Um, big thank you to 70 Motorsports coming on board, supporting the show as well. It's, of course, Chris 70, number uh, 13, Bomber A. Um, Got to thank Doug Samian as well and Bromley Motorsports, who just doubled down on their sponsorship. So we thank all of those sponsors slash supporters, whatever you want to call them. And, uh, of course, we can't forget about our good buddy Tom over at Speedway Video. Um coming in clutch as always catch capturing everything on film and you know what if um if saturday if the southern super series had rained out tom was there he wasn't allowed to put the southern super series yeah. race on youtube but he's like hey if we ran out and you can't watch it i'll send it to you so you don't miss anything so always thankful to have tom up there that second eye in the sky if you will i have to go back and watch the races from this week to see if he got the squirrel on the racetrack oh yeah yeah we'll get to that at the end the the, the crazy things that that you find out about that have happened after the fact but let's go ahead and get on into it of course we're going to start with the southern super series takeover at new smyrna speedway and first of all i know it was kind of a pain in your rear because you wanted to get going on the trip to have this weather that uh, came through and delayed the show, but I got to thank the Southern Super Series and give them an attaboy for sticking with it and getting that program in. I know it was important for them as a series to get the race in that day, and and I know it was inconvenient for us because we were looking to get on the road like <laughs> two hours before we actually did. Um, but man, I, I really am thankful that they they did that um, and, and treated our local divisions with a lot of respect to get their shows in as well. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, Alec with Hype Motorsports reached out to you. Like, hey, I need somebody to run my T-shirt tent. And I had so much fun. I put Dawson to work. I was like, this is how we're going to earn our vacation money. And we got to throw out, the, not necessarily throw out, we got to sell some Michael Hine, Bubba Pollard, and Jet Nolan merch. And some hype stuff too, right? Was there hype no, motorsports? I didn't have hype stuff. Oh, it was actually um, all just driver mode. Yeah, it was all just okay. driver stuff. I was supposed to have some Stephen Nassie stuff, but someone was too busy. Yeah, well. He was um, busy getting himself DQ'd. But it was pretty cool because I got to, like, some people were like, oh, who should we buy March for? And I'm like, um, all three are pretty good drivers, as me and Dawson are both both wearing Michael Hind merch. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play favorites. We just really like Michael Hind. See, I, I feel like you I also can't afford Bubba Pollard's merchandise. <laughs> your, your experience from the Southern Super Series race, like, or your takeaway was, like, the merch tent. Yeah, and, because uh, and that's I had fun with that. I love getting to interact with race fans. I love getting to talk about people and the race, like Michael Hind and Bubba Pollard and Jet Noland. I'll just throw him in there because I had to talk about him. <laughs> uh, I I love giving to give props where they're deserved. So uh, people are, well, which one should we buy? And I'm like, mm, I don't want to tell you to buy Michael Hind or Bubba Pollard or Jet Noland. But stuff. I'll tell you why you should. But Boba Pollard just raced the SRX race. Jet. So he's like, have any of these ran NASCAR? And I'm like, Jet Nolan ran some truck races. He did. Ran you know what? Jet Nolan did really well too. with that uh, with with the BJ McLeod, Travis Braden team. So, yeah, Jet was uh, actually very impressive to me. But, again, uh, like, like I was saying, your your biggest takeaway from the weekend was actually that uh, doing the merch tent because right after – basically right after we got into qualifying – Yep. Um, it started to rain, and I think at that point you're like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I was like, okay, let's back up and go home. Cool, I'm going to get to my sister-in-law's like four hours earlier than expected. But uh, that's Psych. not quite what happened. And it Alec kept going, oh, no, we're going to race no matter what. We're getting this show. And I'm like, you shut your whore mouth, sir. Well, they, I, I mean, they kind of had to because they had drivers that were planning to go up to Slinger 
and yeah. they had a good feel of the cars there. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, they, they kind of had the track taken over. And to be honest with you, like coming back on a Sunday morning. Not ideal. Not ideal at not all. Not ideal. Not He's ideal. like, look, I know you want to get on the road. I know you're excited for vacation, but we need to get this show in. Right. He's like, we've got Bubba Pollard and Stephen Nassi going to Slinger on Tuesday. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to Vermont tonight. Was, uh, here's the thing it, at the end of the day everything worked out great yeah, it was fine um it, it, it was kind of agonizing sitting up there uh watching it rain and then getting the track almost dry and then having it rain again oh and, my god yeah because yeah. it was it was within like 10 minutes of being ready and then it rained for like five minutes yeah but enough to dampen the track again so we had to start all over we were we were sitting there on the tent like hitting the the top of the tent Mm. With with hangers, so because I have bad experiences with tents during events at the racetrack where they just fall on me, and I'm like, man, it's gonna stop raining. It's gonna clear up. This is all just gonna be a waste of time. You know, I'm surprised they got all of qualifying in because I think with about five six cars to go, it started sprinkling, and I was like, oh, and it and it came from behind the towers, so yeah. you couldn't see it until it was on top of you unless you're watching the radar or yeah. outside looking at it. But from the in the tower, I'm like, man, what a great day we have. I think we're going to get really well, lucky no, with this I, weather. Even outside, I couldn't tell that it was pouring, whether it was the tent or just the building being tall enough. I didn't see that yeah, rolling, didn't see in it rolling until in. it was like pitch black. And I'm like, oh, shit. I hope Mr. Music Man got his stuff For packed real. up. And, t- and he That's did. That's expensive stuff. He, he was really good. He was good. He was super good. They'd, Landon Nolan? Landon Nolan, yeah. yeah very really good, good. With, the, with the anthem, very good with the, the singing at the beginning. Um, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, got to – Got to give it up to Hype Motorsports and uh, Alec for for doing a great job of this event. And I feel like the weather kind of screwed him over. So I hope that one way or another, because I didn't have a chance to follow up with them or anything, I hope that it was a successful event all the way around. It was a very enjoyable event to be a part of. Um, I enjoyed calling the race. I enjoyed working with Jake Wilson again. And it was nice to work with Jake during yeah. uh, normal Without circumstances. Your eyes, like yeah. Draining. We, we talked about that because I, I was a little embarrassed by that the first time I worked with Jake and I kind of, you know, I was excited about it and then couldn't see and had to throw a bunch of stuff at him. And he's like, oh, man, I, I was cool with it for the late models, but I don't know your local stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's that's why I didn't just give up. You know, that's why I didn't just leave you hanging. I, I stuck with it. But it was nice to work with him. And uh, we, we got through qualifying and he goes, well, got to say uh, this has already been more successful than the first time we worked together and that just made me crack up uh, because he was a good sport about everything and fun to work with and i think we work well together even though we've only done it now twice um the the race was i mean typical late model race at new smyrna to be honest with you not even gonna lie i it was so late i went to the camper and slept because i knew i was driving to virginia yep yep see you were smart and honestly you didn't miss, miss much one caution zero lead changes but the, the coolest thing about that race to me was Brad May finally, like, if, to me, kind of breaking through and winning one of these bigger series races. That was so cool. And then I remember, like, the next day I was going, oh, how is it an upset that Brad May won at New Smyrna? Because he won a series race. Right. He and, does and not run the Southern Super Series. Therefore, the hometown hero upset the series. Right, right. Like, I don't understand... what. Because Brad is not part what of the do Southern people Super not Series. Understand what, do people not understand what an upset is? Like, it's when the underdog or somebody Nobody. who's not normally a winner in this series wins. That's an upset. Nobody was picking Brad May. Nobody. I was because I have a brain. Well, I, mean, I, I do believe on Sunshine State Racing, they did their pick your top three. And I said, May, Nassie, and Hind. 
not necessarily in that order. Yeah, Hind was maybe a, a bad pick, but I just love Michael Hind. I I know, and, and he did great. He does great in the prolates, but he's just that super late model isn't quite there yet. But uh, Brad May with the Southern Super Series group was kind of an underdog because if you think about Brad May during the World Series, he might win a race here or there if he gets a good invert, but not really a factor on the bigger races. Yeah, he is kind of a non-factor. I, I don't want to say non-factor. <laughs> that that might be a little harsh, but he's not always the guy winning the big races. He's won Clyde Hearts. He's won Heart to Hearts, but that's more of the local flair. Yeah. But when these out-of-towners come, he's relegated to maybe a fifth to tenth place yeah. card normally. Now, I really like the way the Southern Super Series does the, instead of doing a straight invert, they do a redraw. And the top eight pick their start. You know, they pick out of a hat where they're going to start, and Brad picked the pole. And I thought, and I told Jake this, I'm like whoever drives outside pole I think is going to win. Mm-hmm. Just with all the races I've seen here, and I know the outside groove is preferred. And if you get a good start, you're likely to. And if you have a good good start and a good car, you're likely to run away with it. And I thought the guy on the outside, who was Jake Garcia, would run away with it. But I think Brad May versus Jake Garcia got to give the edge to Brad May, yeah. no matter what. He's a little bit more. He he knows more experience more. with New Smyrna and the cars. So you know, Brad took advantage of the pole and never looked back. And you know what? I'm not going to fault him for that. Stephen Nassie at the uh, Clyde Art Memorial when Kyle Busch race started outside pole and led every single lap and just ran away with it. And that's the way super late model racing has been. And, you know, me and Jake talked about it. You know, you got to be on that outside. got to keep that momentum up. But I was reading some tweets from Matt Weaver, who was in the press box next to us. And, um, you got to see Weaver? Yeah, I, didn't I, even get to I did see get to Weaver run into him wild. briefly. Uh, I hate to bug him because he's always busy. But, oh, I love bugging him. He's um, my favorite press person to bug. I was reading his tweets and he goes, you, you don't really think of aerodynamics at a short track. But these late models at New Smyrna with the high speeds and the high banking here. Absolutely. Do. And and how aerodynamic racing has become, period. The cars, when they get next to each other, they're getting aerotight. That's mm-hmm. why it's so hard. And I'm like, that's that's it. They're aerotight. That's why the guy on the inside can't complete a pass unless somebody makes a mistake or they're significantly yeah. faster. And, um, you know, Brad May got out in front. There wasn't a lot of cautions. Um, Steven Nassie. I think if they had a caution, would have battled him hard, but he got DQ'd <laughs> would anyway. Would it have so mattered? It wouldn't have mattered exactly, and it's it's sucks for Steven because he came in the point leader, got DQ'd, now is third in points. To me, the most impressive driver during the actual race was um, was Hunter Robbins because he started. God, he started fifteenth. He did not qualify is, well. Is that that eighteen? Eighteen, yeah, and he was second in points coming into the event, and. Uh, he started 15th, and it was until about lap 75 he was outside the top 10, and he rallied for a seventh-place finish in the Ronnie Sanders car. Um, he looked like junk. He looked like dog meat, and, and that was a big story for me and Jake. I'm like, hey, this is how competitive this field is. It might not be the biggest field ever, 19, um, but this is how competitive the field is because your second-place point man is in, like, 12th. Oh, now he's 11th. Now he's 10th. Now he's... Here, here's me and this stupid female race fan I am. <laughs> oh, God. That is such a pretty race car. It I is. love it's that car. It's so simple car. that I, I love it. Like Michael Hind, I love him. I love that family. I love that team. See, he's that the car opposite. is flashy. This car's flashy, exactly. But Hunter Robbins, that 18 car, I think that's uh, what draws me to the Donnie Wilson cars, too. They're just so sleek. Yes. And Bubba's car. Bubba's and car looks Bubba's great. Bubba's new merchandise. I don't know how I didn't spend what I was paid on Bubba Pollock <laughs> I'm merchandise. I'm glad you didn't. You needed to save that uh, for Maple Creamies. It's because my kid was like, Mommy, I want this Michael Hind hat. Mm. So he got it. At the uh, end of the day, though, it was Brad May who I believe picked up 
the biggest win of his new Smyrna career. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like at this point, all he's got to do, kind of tie a bow on everything, is win the Governor's Cup, because that's about the only thing he hasn't won. He's never won a Governor's Cup? No, he hasn't. Wow. But then again, he's only been with Bobby Sears Racing for a handful of years, so. That's true. That's where he's really kind of made his mark. But yeah, I feel like he can focus on Governor's Cup now. He might as well win that this year, and then, then maybe World Series championship, and then I mean, then you can't deny he's one of the best ever at New Smyrna. He is the mayor. He is the mayor of the Speedway. Uh, Brad May, your winner of the Southern Super Series 100 <laughs> at New Smyrna. Brad May, the mayor. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> See how I played off. I I totally played off May. It, totally. it just it now works. clicked. I was today years old. <laughs> well, I just now started calling him that, so I'll, I'll give you a pass. Uh, Matt Craig came home second. Jet Nolan, again, like I said earlier, uh, he impressed me. I, I figured he'd probably be seventh to tenth, but he finished third. So good run for him. Jake Garcia, who started second, he finished fourth. Bubba Pollard, who was just kind of there. Okay. He was just kind of okay, but he started fifth, finished fifth. Um, does take over the point lead, though. So a good day for Bubba. Um, even though he wasn't exactly too happy with his performance, Bobby Good, another one of the locals, finished sixth. So Brad May and Bobby Good use their local track knowledge to their advantage and uh, end up with a good finish. Uh, Hunter Robbins, we just talked about him. He battled back for seventh. Michael Hind was eighth. Michael Atwell, ninth. Daniel Dye, rounding out your top ten. Then it was John Bolin, who actually messaged our Facebook page and said for the, his first time at the track he had a blast and he will be back. So that's good news. Daniel Dye. If that kid didn't have bad luck, he would have absolutely no luck. Pretty much. Goes all across the board. He was leading this weekend at Montana. Or running second, fastest car. Dead battery. Oh, uh, of all things. Yeah, just some dumb shit has been happening to him lately. And it's been a it's been one of those years for him. It's it's I'm sure it's one that he'll like to forget and just move on from. Um Colin Allman was twelfth and it was Jake Finch, Harrison Halder, Dusty Williams. Harrison Halder. Is that the not Brad May? No, that was the 20. Harrison no. was in the 20. Who was that nine? Uh, Hudson Halder, who finished 17. So you had Harrison, Harrison Halder in the 20, Dusty Williams, Rich Clouser, Hudson Halder in the nine, the not Brad May car, oh, John okay. Kaufman, and then Stephen Nassie, who was DQ'd. So that is your finishing order for the Southern Super Series. And their updated points as they are going into Five Flags Speedway for part of the Blizzard Series this week. So... New Smyrna, five flags, rather comparable. I'm sure they'll have a nice field of cars over there today, or, or I'm sorry, this weekend. Um, Bubba Pollard, though, with a five-point lead over Hunter Robbins, and with Steven Nassie's DQ, he drops from first to third, but still only 25 points out, so very much still in the mix. So, And we were just kind of talking about this before we started recording. Is the Blizzard series like a Pensacola-only series? Because it's still the Southern Super Series with five flags speedway. I'm very confused. I think it's kind of like... Because um, they have like their own little branding and stuff. The 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 Blizzard series is kind of like a Five Flags Speedway tradition. Okay. But now they've kind of tapped it on as part of the Southern Super Series. So it counts for like the Blizzard series at Five Flags and it's part of the Southern Super Series. So it's like a two for one. Okay, but it's is it like a Pensacola-esque so, triple crown? Yeah, deal? okay. So you know how... Thunder Road with the Tigers. They do the, the Myers containers, Triple Crown. Yeah, like the I just said, races. is it a Triple Crown? I don't know how many races they do with the Blizzard Series, okay. but it's it's like that. So it counts for Blizzard points and it counts for Southern Super Series points. Oh. 
It would be weird to like have a prior commitment, like something at Nashville or anywhere else, and there not be like if there's a blizzard. Hmm. Sometimes you got to make tough choices. Kind of like Jackson Boone didn't come to New Smyrna but went to Nashville, even though he's fifth in points. I don't know why Nashville was the one that popped into my head. It just was. (laughs) But it's like for the Tiger Triple Crown deal, those points count for the Thunder Road Tiger Championship and the Triple Crown Championship. So it's like a two for one. Can we get to Thunder Road yet? Can we get to Thunder Road? We're going to get there in just a moment. So, of course, after, after New Smyrna wraps up, Margo literally said, shut it down. Yeah, I was like, uh, turn your music off. And I walked through the breezeway. I went, nobody talk to <laughs> Ryan. I went and got the dog out of the out of where he was hanging out from. Thank you, Frank and Holly, for letting us store Gordy for the night so he didn't die in the heat. Um, so, yeah, get the dog. And you're like, do not talk to anybody. We need to go. And we I, got in the car and we went. I had literally, I was like, nobody talk to Ryan. Unless you are dying, don't freaking say his name. And even if you are dying, there's EMTs here. They are fully capable, I think. And then, of course, CJ Creech goes, Hi, Ryan. I'm not supposed to talk to you, but hi. Because, <laughs> well, you know, that's CJ. the way CJ is. He's allowed to be uh, like that. I literally was hanging out with his family all night, so it's fine. So, yeah, o- overall a great event there. Uh, before we made it to Thunder Road, since we have been covering NASCAR on the show, um, I know, I, what did you see of the Atlanta race? Did you watch highlights at all? Did you see anything? No, honey, because I drove the 14 hours to your sister's house. Yeah, no, but like you didn't pull up the highlights or any of the no, stuff No, honey, that all I time. wanted to do was have a beer and go the after, hell to sleep. After no. the fact? Okay. So. I, oh, wait, no. Uh, I knew I'd get something. I saw people hating on Chase Elliott. Right. Because of Corey LaJoy. And I'm like, hell, since when did we have so many Corey LaJoy fans? So we covered the... Other than the fact that I like him because of his hair. We, we covered the first Atlanta race in depth because it, it was new with the, the reconfiguration. We couldn't hear it. In depth. Depth. Sorry. Depth. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, Margo, always my, my grammar coach here. Um, but uh, it, it was basically... I, I did watch some of the race today, kind of fast-forwarded through it so I could cover it on the show a little bit. Um, I thought about it. it was, I went shopping instead. It was very similar to the race um, back at the beginning of the season. It was a little bit hotter, so the field was a little bit more strung out, but they had a plethora of crashes, a couple of big ones. You had Ross Chastain taking out Denny Hamlin again. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. and I love how critical Jeff Burton was of Ross Chastain. He literally said, if Ross keeps driving this aggressively, somebody's going to take him out. He's so, got to drive past the freaking hood pins at some point. I guess. I mean, he's got Denny twice now, and I feel like Denny's going to wait until it's going to hurt Ross the most, and then like, he's going to kill him. Y'all know uh, Bob Say is going to listen to this and be like, Margo's always dressing her kid in watermelons. I am not a Ross Chastain fan. You just think watermelons are cute on our kid. Accurate. I am not a Ross Chastain fan, and I cannot wait until he gets what's coming to him. Yeah, and it, it's going to happen, and it's probably going to take him out of probably the the round of 12 or the round of 8. And here's here's the kicker for me. People that hate on Kyle Busch love Ross Chastain, just like people that hate on Kyle Busch love Dale Earnhardt. That's the way fans are, honey. They they attach to something. Make and it, it make sense because all three of those drivers race the same. It, it's or like, at some point in their career, Kyle Busch has kind of calmed down probably because he can't get his car to turn. 
make it make sense. How are you going to hate on Kyle Bush but love Ross Chastain? Because he's a local boy. Bullshit. None of y'all knew his name till he got to NASCAR. I like Ross Chastain because I appreciate his battle to get where he was. Do I think he's his aggressive? His battle yes. to get where he was? Yeah. To get where he is now? Absolutely. The battle of his dad has funded him every step of the way Which for his watermelon farm. 90% y'all want to complain field. about daddy's money drivers? Well, you fucking got one right up there on a Freaking pedestal right well, there. How many right years there? did Ross Chastain spend meddling in the Xfinity series running 20th? Okay. A couple. Quite a few. Yeah. And so then he had, so had a, multiple others. So Ricky Stenhouse hasn't right? won shit. But then he had an opportunity to re- drive for Ganassi Priest. in the Xfinity series. And then that scam sponsor fell through. Ryan Priest has more freaking backing and more talent than half these people that are just field fillers. Yet he's not in a cup ride with this. Oh, we love him because he's a local boy. Well, it, it and pays, also, Ryan Priest it, has ran more races in the state of Florida in the last 10 years than Ross Chastain has. Right, and so. I, I'm not saying it for Ross Chastain being from Florida. I just appreciate oh, his just, coming up through the ranks. Just like, and I've talked about it on the show, just like I can appreciate when Daniel Dye comes up through because a lot of people are going to hate on him. Oh, daddy's money. Well, he still drives the car. So. No, that's what kills me is people are so quick to say daddy's money, daddy's ma- money, daddy's money. Yet Ross Chastain literally has daddy's money backing him. Yeah, more somewhat. I mean, to to get did him- he come up? Did he do what he needs to do and in, in the Xfinity and all that stuff? Sure, I guess okay, but so have dozens of others who don't have the same backing. Well, at this point, Ross has backing from outside partners. So. I'm sorry. It kills me that he has a full-time ride and all this support from Florida people and Ryan Priest doesn't. And that's, Ryan that's still shows his support for Florida racing. He shows up every year. That, that's the what part that Ross gets Chastain me. Do? He, I mean, he helps kind of support the big race. I don't, I don't see race. Ross Chastain coming to run the big race this year. No, no. I don't see Ross no, no, Chastain no. coming back to Florida to race late models. Ross, I see Brad Kozlowski doing that. But. Ross isn't coming to race the big because he feels like the super late model drivers should have their names on display. He comes I can respect out, that. He comes out and he does the meet and greet with the fans. He helps promote it. I'm not going to sit here and bash him and say he does nothing for Florida racing. That's a good way to pay back to your roots, too. But the same people that bow down to Ross Chastain just to snub other drivers who consistently support Florida racing by showing up. And that's why I don't like him. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I respect that. But also, Ross kid is was a not, fucking uh, douchebag when he raced he's, trucks. He's not getting any respect on the racetrack, and he keeps making enemies. And I believe Ross Chastain is a great reason why people should stay tuned to the he NASCAR is. races. Yes, I will continue to watch just to Love see if he gets his ass he kicked. He is. He is. I, I want to tune in to see what he's going to do next or who's going to get him. I cannot wait to see how that develops. He's not um, making any friends. That's no, he's sure. not. And he wrecked Martin Truex, causing a big one. He wrecked Denny Hamlin, which should have caused a big one, but everybody did a great job to get by. I missed the Truex. Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, no. That's the one where uh, Logano came over the back of yep. Truex mm-hmm. and went, wee, up into the air. And both those cars came back. Truex should have almost won the race. Chastain finished second. Logano was able to fix his toe link and get back out there. It's either these cars hit, like, super hard and get destroyed, or they just kind of bounce off and keep going. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. But... um with not watching the full Atlanta race and kind of watching highlights and piecing things together, I still feel like I got a good idea of it. Um, I felt like it was a good 
representation of super speedway racing that Atlanta was going for to make yeah. it like a mini Daytona, mini Talladega. Which the first Atlanta race, uh, if I remember correctly, scored really high. Yes, it did. And it we scored. thoroughly enjoyed that. We we did. It was a great race. It was a lot of fun, a lot of action, a lot of things going on. And we, yeah, we scored that a 9.2, which is the highest race of the season. So uh, I do want to talk about the finish and then we'll score this thing. Corey LaJoy was in contention to win. His first career win was leading Stacking late. Stacking pennies. He was stacking pennies for his ride. Um, Chase Elliott got by him with a couple laps to go. And then Corey LaJoy tried to make a pass back on the last lap, made a move to the outside, and Chase Elliott threw a block. And it caused Corey LaJoy to hit the outside wall, come down the track, and wreck. So do people have issues because it was Chase Elliott, you know, the golden boy? They, they just say he threw a bad block. They probably would have crickets here's, if it was anybody but here, Chase. No, I'm, I'm surprised that people are so critical on Chase because here's the thing. If you're leading a plate race, you have to do everything in your power to stay out in front. I think I come across more Chase haters than I do Chase lovers. It's, no, he's he's, he's mean, back to being the golden boy. He's the most popular driver, and there are people that are going to hate the most popular driver just because that's their MO, and that's fine. But in my opinion, Chase Elliott did throw a block, but everybody's blocking at the super speedways. It's the last lap. You have to. If somebody gets a run, you have to try to take it away from you because that's your chance to either win or lose a race. And I commend Corey LaJoy for not caving after getting passed late and making a move and trying to win this race. I think that right there showed put Corey LaJoy in decent equipment and he will do well. So how much chaos was it that Corey LaJoy was running up there? He was up there all day. Oh, okay. with you. It wasn't just like, oh, everybody wrecked out and there's only five cars left. He was a legit contender um, the first I mean, couple. I like Corey LaJoy, so I'm not trying to say. Oh, I just think he's in kind of from, crappy equipment. From what I've listened to and the things I gather, he kind of hung around for the first couple of stages, but then the last like 50, 60 laps, he was a legitimate contender to win the race the whole time. So it wasn't just like, oh, here's Corey LaJoy. I didn't know where he got a big push. He was a legit contender to win, and he took his shot, and uh, he almost became at the time the 14th winner of the season. Here's the thing. If he would have won the race, he would have been 31st in points. So he wouldn't have been qualified for the championship or for the playoffs because you got to be in the top 30. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it would have been like, cool, we got a new winner, but it doesn't count. And he's like a whole race behind Brad Kozlowski. So he's like just trying to be what he can aspire to be. Nice suit to do there. I mean, that was a great drive for Spire Motorsports. But, you know, I, I'm not going to hate on Chase Elliott for the block because Chase blocked, whereas Ross Chastain flat wrecked people and still finished second. Here's the thing about Ross Chastain. He keeps he's, getting all these things, and he keeps having these great finishes. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I can't wait till that old freight train of pain called karma comes at him. Oh, and I can't wait for the podcast when we talk about it, because it's going to happen. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Oh, I can't wait for it to get the shit that I'm going to get already after, like, my tangent. Oh, I that's just all right. That, that, hey, that you, you want people... I don't care. I, I don't, you don't care, like but him. You, you want people to, to converse about it and you know, hear what you have to say and then talk about it. It's, it's good that way. Um, so let's score this thing real quick. Atlanta, two, second trip back to Atlanta this year. I gave the racing an eight. It was solid restrictor plate type racing. Excitement, I give it an eight. A lot of crashes, a lot of passes, pretty good finish. Um, the finish, I gave a nine because, hey, you had a bunch of people going for it, racing hard. Um, lead changes had 27, so that scores a seven. Enjoyment overall. It was an eight. Uh, maybe I would have given it a nine if I had watched it live. I feel like when you watch the highlights, you don't get the full perspective. So I might be 
shorting you, it a point or two there. Do but. you know the highlights that I did watch? And this is going to crack you up. What's that? You know that Dave Siegel guy that I watch on TikTok? Oh, yes. That yes. Does, oh, oh, he's so funny. got me. <laughs> Yep. I, I literally, if I miss a race, I just wait for his TikTok for the week to come out. Actually, he just did his one for this week. And, and that I catches you up it. to speed, huh? It catches me up, but it also makes me laugh <laughs> because his Joey Logano impersonation is like... Is the best. On the nose. I love it. Um, So, let's see. Back to this. Lee changes seven. Enjoyment overall, I gave it an eight. So, it scores an eight. So, the first race, 9.2. This one, an eight. In my opinion, the new Atlanta is way better than the old Atlanta. I like it. I like it. And I, it may age and it may not be this good forever. So hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, so that's kind of our, our quick recap of the Atlanta race that we didn't fully get to watch, but Chase Elliott becomes the first three time winner of the season. Do you remember about two months ago? He's not having a good season. He just needed me to talk bad about him. Right. That's all. And now he's got three wins. He's got 20 playoff points. He's leading the championship. If he wins the regular season championship, he gets 15 more playoff points. He's looking good. Yeah, he's looking good. He's always looking good, except that fucking mustache. <laughs> I think the mustache is powerful. He was... Like, let's he, see. Can't, he can't shave it now. He's been first, second, first, second, like the last four weeks. So he's doing great. Doing great. Um, but with Chase Elliott winning... We're still at this point at 13 winners. All the winners are locked in the playoffs. And then you have uh, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, and Christopher Bell, who have not at this point won. So that's where we're at with the playoffs. We'll actually talk playoffs on the other side of the break after we get to the most important part of the show, Thunder Road. We made it up to Vermont. We had our birthday celebrations. We did our family stuff. And uh, we spent Thursday... Uh, first going to downtown Burlington to shop so that you could shop. Yes, because I have problems. Yes. And then we went to Thunder Road, and uh, the, I, I, I loved seeing my dad get to meet Peyton and seeing their interaction. Um, he was so happy to see her. Shout out to Grandpa Dan for the 962 race cars I have to put away. Yes, and your brand new hoodie that you're wearing right now? Uh, yeah. My what what hoodie, hoodie is that? Jason Corliss. He knows you well. He knows me well. So we got to get my, my dad uh, works the back pit gate. He's basically Thunder Roads. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Roads, Leroy. Oh boy. Yes, thank you. Um, and so we went back there and saw him for a while. And um, then we went to go get our seats. And uh, I kind of let Margo pick where to sit. At Thunder Road, though, in the main grandstands, as, as you know, they don't let you bring alcohol or let you smoke in the main grandstands. So... And I'll be honest with you, as a kid, and even as an adult, when I've gone there, I've always sat in the main concrete grandstands. I just, I love being on the front straightaway. I like kind of being able to hear the announcer. I like to be close, but high up, if that makes sense. But uh, we didn't do that this year. We ended up sitting higher up on uh, on Bud Hill. And then um, I took Peyton for a little bit of a walk to keep her calm as you know, it's been a long day, been a long week at this point. And um, when I come back to the grandstands and getting ready to, to settle in for the race, um, you kind of looked over at me and you're like, hey, I think I just saw your uncle walk way up to the top of the hill here. Um, and then you're like, because I know what his girlfriend looks like from Facebook. No, his wife. Well, his I, wife. Yeah, sorry. I texted yes. you, and I didn't think I don't think it went through, but I said I think yes, Uncle the cell phone Chicken service was non-existent. I said Uncle, Uncle Chicken. Chicken. Yes. 
Uncle Chicken. It's Uncle Chicky. And I was like, I swear, I saw Paula. And the whole reason that I know what Paula looks like is she looks identical to Patty to George. Yes. If Patty gained like 10 pounds. Yes. Like same haircut. It's even purple. Mm-hmm. Same face shape. It, it, Paula reminds me of Patty. So we picked up our stuff. and We, we left the stroller down front because no one's going to steal a stroller full of stuff. Um, and we headed up to the dirt on top of Bud Hill. And so Chicky was like, yeah, hang out with us. Kind of crowded up here, but yeah, hang out with us. So we hung out on the top. We sat in the dirt on our little Thunder Road cushions that we the bought. The first thing, thing I saw was somebody wearing a Stephen Nassie shirt. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, I have to take a picture of this guy's shirt. And then I saw two more Stephen Nassie hats. And Chicky was like, oh, yeah, they're with us. This is their names. And I'm like, that's cool. I don't care what their names are. They're just wearing a shirt that I recognize. <laughs> So from New Smart, where we watch Stephen Nassie, to Thunder Road, where we see Stephen Nassie merchandise. Um, the computer fell asleep. Oh, it's it's fine. At least it didn't stop this time. Okay. Um, <laughs> it seems to be working now, so we can finally get through this. Um, it, it, but no, it was it, honestly, that was my first experience watching a race from Bud Hill, and I loved it up there. You were like, oh, we're not going to be able to... Because I was telling you earlier in the week that that's where Chicky sits. Like, I can tell from the pictures, he either sits up there or he sits on the hill in three and four. And you're like, oh, we're not going to be able to see anything. And then you get up there and you're like, oh, wow, this is an awesome view. It was view. way better th- than where we were first sitting. Yeah. Because we are kind of blocked by those other bleachers. And I'm like, eh, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but no, it was great up there. Uh, I, I wish I could have heard a little more. I felt like at certain times I was zoning out of what was going on because I couldn't hear the announcer or hear the cadence of the announcer. kind of my whole point. Yeah, I know. Me. I know how you feel about that. I'm but, just kidding. Um, He's cool. Yeah, he was cool. We got to talk to him after after the race. Got to meet him for a little bit. Um, the other cool thing before we get into the actual races, um, we we kind of you, you kind of sat one road down from where me and Peyton were sitting, just because yeah, we tried to squeeze in and yeah, and, and not Dawson, be in the way. Dawson found a cool little spot to play with his cars. Yeah, he's playing with cars in the dirt and just I mean doing kid things at, at the racetrack, which was great. But the the guy that you were sitting next to at one point. He pulled you, he, he kind of pulled you aside, and, and what did he say to you? Um, he asked me if my husband, which I don't have I one know, of those. I know, who's this? I need to know who this husband is. If he was local to Thunder Road, and I was like, well, he was when he was a kid. He is now, and I was like, he's now the announcer of New Smyrna Speedway, so a lot of people know him from oh, there. Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, and he's like... He looks just like this little girl who used to come here with her dad and sit next to me. Her name was Lauren. Like he knew you or he knew Lauren and Michelle. Yeah. And he's and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's he asked something. He's like, Lauren, Lauren is Dan's kid. I'm like, yeah, that's Ryan. Dan's, Dan's other kid. son. Yeah. And then he's got his sister, Lauren, and then his sister, Michelle. And he's like, I knew he just lo- he looked just like Lauren. And I'm like. Well, shit, Lauren looks just like him. <laughs> well, it turns out that my dad's buddy, what was his name, Ed? Ed. Ed, um, who we used to sit next to on Thursdays when I was a child, when I when I would go to my dad's for the summer and we would go to Thunder Road on Thursdays, it would be me, my dad, then Stephanie, and then Michelle and Lauren, and then Ed was on the end. Yeah, so and of course, sat, Lauren probably talked his ear off. Yeah, and I was a shy, weird kid. What? I'm still weird, but I was a shy weird. And he goes, "Man, you've you've changed quite a bit. You, yeah, wow." Um, 
Yeah, he, so, and I, he and I talked after you talked, and he's like, wow, that used to be a quiet little Ryan. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't shut up I don't now. shut up now. And I'm he like, goes, I am the quiet one in our relationship, which is shocking. And he's asking all about the podcast and what I'm doing now and how my dad is and all this stuff. So I just, I felt like that was super cool because you just never know who you're going to run into at the racetrack. And I feel like the, like, just being at Thunder Road, Seeing my dad, seeing Uncle Chicken, hanging out with him. I, I wish my dad wasn't working so we could have watched the race with him, but I, I understand how that goes. And then running into Ed, and then he's all like, I'm going to, after I leave here, I'm going to go listen to y'all's podcast. Yeah, so, Ed, was, if, you, if you're listening to this, uh, it was great to see you and uh, great to kind of have those childhood memories. Because I was first talking to him, and he goes, you know, do you remember me? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't. And he goes, well, your sister's Lauren. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you don't remember sitting down? next to me on, on Thursdays. And I was like, wait a minute, down there on the, we used to sit in the chairs. She's like, yep, I would save you and your dad's spot every week. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't, I didn't remember, but it's all coming back to me. And I had that like aha moment. It was so sweet. He started talking to me because Dawson was just there with his little Kurt Bush and Tony Stewart car. It might've been Clint Boyer. I don't know. His Stewart Haas cars that I said he could wreck. I don't care. And Dawson's just playing down there in the dirt with his cars. And he's like, you know, if a kid's not going to be interested in watching the races, then this is how I want them to be. He's not standing up and acting a fool. He's just sitting there, not giving a shit about the races, <laughs> playing with his cars. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, he'll care. Because this was during the late model heat heats or consies or whatever. He would kind of watch like, the race and like, oh, those cars. And he watched the race. I was like, oh, when around. it comes to the street stocks or the Tigers, he'll pay attention. He doesn't like late models. Yeah, He's what, a modified What was his baby. favorite part? The street stocks. The street stocks. As he totally admitted on our way home. Um, but I was like, yeah, he's he's a modified kid. He does not care about late models. He wants to watch the street stocks and the Tigers. And he wants to eat popcorn, which he spilled all the way down Bud Hill. He did. And Along with spilling he, himself he went for, He was the biggest crash of the night because he was helping because they, they actually collect cans and they can turn them in for five cents. Oh, uh, is that why That's why, why they were collecting the cans. It? Yes, you can turn okay. that in for cash up there because you pay the five cent deposit when you buy a can. Um, <clears throat> so Dawson was kind of helping this kid pick up and he went a little too far down the hill and misstepped. Tripped on the tires. And tripped on the tires and yeeted himself off a row. And he laid there for a minute didn't make a noise. He just kind of laid there. as soon as an adult got to him, then he stood the waterworks. Yeah, well, he stood there and he looked. And he just kind of had that dramatics. look in his eye like, oh, that was not good. Oh, no. <laughs> so I looked at you. I'm like, do I need to go get him? And you're like, yes. So I went to go get him. And he's not crying. He's not making a noise. And then I go to pick him up. I'm like, are you okay? And then he's And then, crying. like, Chicky comes down there. And then the waterworks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's some... He's got a flair for the dramatics. He does. My he child, does, the thespian. He was all right. He was having a great time. And um, overall... Um, Other than the street stocks, the race to read, the race to read booth. booth. Yeah, that is that. the most genius thing I've ever seen at a race. And then to have drivers come up and sign autographs and stuff. There, you got a Taylor Horror autograph. It's like a little awesome. library at it a is. racetrack. It is. They do so many little, little awesome quirky things. And they have like coloring perfect. pages. They had like a po- Juan Paco. They had coloring sheets of him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is. I would sit, like, if I was six, I'd sit there all day. And I know Dawson would have, too, if we let him. He probably would have stayed in that race to read boot the whole time. Also, the, if tra- we didn't want to watch the track food at Thunder Road. Good. Chef's Kiss. The Widowmaker. Mm. Oh, so good. Even better when Brad Keselowski's hitting it. 
So we'll we'll talk about the the race here in a minute. And and I know we've talked about a lot of our experience up there so far, but what was your overall impression walking into the racetrack and overall oh, as a whole? What would you think of Thunder Road? It's beautiful. Because I know you've seen it on TV and I've told you all no, about it. No, TV but... does it no justice. Right. My favorite thing on TV has been, like, I've, I'm always distracted trying to watch the races and then there's mountains in the background. And that was no different in person, except it was like 10 times. It was a, the beauty is amplified Amputa- when you're yes. there. Yes. Amputated. Ampu- the beauty is amputated. Amplified. And then seeing that people can bring in like their coolers, like the size that we have that holds like an 18 pack of beer and they just don't care. Right. Come have fun. Come have fun. Come enjoy yourself. Pay 10, 20 bucks. As long as you keep the the beer and the weed smoke away from the announce tower, it's all good. Oh my God. Is it Aaron? Aaron, yes. When Aaron was like, hey, smoke whatever you want. Just do it out away. Like, don't do it behind the announcer's tower. This is where it's off limits. He's like, smoke what you want. It's legal. I almost peed my pants. Yeah. He's. I always really forget funny. that Vermont is a green state until yep. we actually like go out places. Like the one brewery that had to keep Vermont green stickers. Yep. And then like I'm like people are token up next to me and I'm like, oh shit. It is absolutely one of my favorite places to sit and watch a race, whether it was But it is so beautiful. The food was good. The bathrooms were clean. You, you know, everybody for the most part was friendly. Speed bump, the moose. It's the only moose the only I've moose. ever seen in Vermont. So you know, you you bring up the bathrooms. As as a kid, I remember going to the bathrooms and they were always flooded. Guess what um, happened when I went to the bathroom in the middle of a model feature? It was flooded. The women's bathroom was flooded. Was it flooded? I, but it it's didn't smell like shit. It did. It, no, I'm sure we we're trouncing through it, but. That bathroom has always flooded. So some things, some traditions remain the same, no matter. Um, I will say the only real negative that I think we both talked about and I was telling mom about, the lady at the souvenir tent. Like, we yeah, dropped, like, $70 in souvenirs, like, shirts, whatever. We we had to, though. We talked so much about this place. And I asked her. Who knows her, when we're going back? So we I noticed to. that they had tank tops. I'm not a t-shirt person. I like tank tops. I've paid good money for these tattoos. I'm going to show them off. All I saw was a gray tank top. And I was like, um, do you only have the tank tops in gray? And she goes, no. What color do you want? And I'm like, what are my options? No, what size? Oh, yeah, what size? And I'm like, okay, well, here's what size I am. What are my color off? She was just nasty. But then, when we said we'd like to have that in this shirt and this, then she warmed up. Yeah, then, then she warmed up when she realized I wasn't only spending twenty dollars right. on a tank. And pop. then we asked about the seat cushions that were paper thin, and she's like, "Ah, oh, that's why they're so cheap. Here, take a few." You yeah, know? but like when I'm like. Oh, I notice you have tank tops. I'm from Florida. I would like a tank top now. Like that was the most new thing. That was odd, but but it it was a bad start. But it got like she got super nice towards the end. So yeah, when she went shit, these people are spending more than forty bucks. All right, Right. now it's up to seventy. Okay, keep going. Right. What else can I buy? What else can I get (laughs) to you? Anyway. um, Oh my gosh. No, I mean, what a great facility. Uh, It's it's beautiful. It's small, so you can't really miss anything. Um, great car counts. I didn't realize how banked that track oh, was yeah. the, until the banking me and Dawson is, were walking. It, it's funny how the banking is. It's like it's super banked in the middle of the corner, and it drops off. Like when yeah. you get off the corner, like you're still turning off the corner, and it's flat. Like they forgot to add banking all the way around. It's like 
you get to the the middle of one and two, the middle of three and four, and it like peaks. I think and then that's, it comes down. That's what makes it such an awesome racetrack. It's like a roller coaster. I, I love it. Uh, I have two favorite racetracks in Vermont. Or Vermont, uh, Thunder Road is right there, yeah. tied with one of them. I mean, them. it's again, it's. I don't want anyone to think that. Oh, you know, look, it's it's where I grew up. It's how I. It's why I'm a race fan. That's why. That's why I talk so much about it, and that's why I was so glad to be back. And um, they put on a hell of a program. They started at six thirty and were done by ten thirty. Yeah, and they even had a flip. No, almost. He wrote the wall. They they had some wild stuff, but I mean, 150 lap late model race with 29 cars, um, plus qualifying heats, consolation rounds. They did all of this. They did brief, the driver intros. Yep, a brief intermission and driver intros, and we were still done by 10. No, we didn't leave there because we hung out with Dad afterwards. We were gone by 11:30. Yeah, it, I mean, what a perfect night. Weather was amazing, amazing. It, it, which is so funny because it was raining in Burlington all day. Yeah. Yep. The whole time, Mom and I are just trying to do, like, shopping and girl things. We're like, shit, it's raining. Oh, the thing that bothered me is I had people from Florida telling me, oh, the Vermont weather is just like Florida. And everything I see from Bur- or from Barrie is beautiful weather. And I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Stop in- talking to me about the freaking weather. And Mom and I are in Burlington just trying to shop. And we're like, shit, we've got, like, an hour. Because that's all we allotted ourselves on right. the parking meter was no, we, an hour. We just, the, the thing about vacation is... There's always so much to do, and there's so much you're trying to fit in. I need a whole day for shopping in Burlington. Right, well, if we ever go back, you and Mom can do that, and I'll hang out with the kids in the pool. Uh, but <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about uh, what actually happened racing-wise at Thunder Road. Like I mentioned, a phenomenal field of the late model cars. 29 started. Um, excuse me. In attendance, we had Raphael Lassard from the truck series and we've seen Raphael race new Smyrna Smyrna. before uh, third place in the governor's cup a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So that was cool to see him. I forgot he was there. And then I would see that cool looking 48. Oh, he was off 48 QC because he's from Uh Quebec. Quebec. Yep. I'm like, Oh, that's such a, Oh, that's Raphael. And of course uh, the big draw and they usually try to get a NASCAR driver for this show because with New Hampshire in town, the driver can come to Thunder road and then, Hop over to New Hampshire. Yeah, it's and like it, a three-hour drive. All right. Well, they'll take their their charter flight and be ride. there in two minutes. Um, but uh, Brad was there, struggled mightily in the heats, just looked out to lunch, hit the Widowmaker in the feature, which made your day. Right. But he he started to get the hang of it. This the last fifty laps, he started to get the hang of it, and he finished eighteenth. Oh, I thought he finished twenty second. No, he actually came so and finished eighteenth. So he made 18th, up his two so. laps. Yeah, he he did better than you thought. And you know, I, I listened to that Door Bumper Clear podcast. And his spotter is TJ Majors, who's on the show. Mm-hmm. And they talked about Thunder Road. He spotted for Brad at I Thunder Road. I need to listen to that. I feel like uh, I need to listen to that because I feel like that is such a tricky track to spot. Oh, I'm sure because it happens so quick. Well, well, that and their little spotter stand is literally the top row of the grandstands. Yep. Like, and you've got to look past the announcer's tower. And, and here I am. Yeah, and it's a designated spotter stands. Nobody else in your way. I know. I um, love it. <laughs> It, TJ was was comparing because of course a lot of shit happened at Bowman Gray this week, and they compared Thunder Road to Bowman Gray, and they said I just watched 29 late models race door to door in the heats and in 150 laps, and they had like two minor spins and a couple of lap one, cars. One is Th- there big was one. one one big one. A couple lap guy, lap cars got together, and the leaders it, it did change the race, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the guy goes, I saw. Those American Canadian tour drivers race race each other with respect. 
And that was a great, and he just, he had nothing but good things to say about Thunder Road and then compared it to Bowman Gray. And he said, Bowman Gray is a joke. Thunder Road (laughs) is a professional short track racing facility. So I just thought that was super cool. That one right there, Mr. Majors. Um, Also, can we petition to get ACT back in this Oh, God, you know I would die. Because that's how I know who Patrick LaPearl and all that. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. And, uh, but let's face it, if Jason Corliss came to New Smyrna, I... You'd die. And you got to meet him, and uh, he was super nice. He, yeah. We met him down in tech, and we almost didn't go because they were in tech, but he was super nice, took the time, was super sweet to Dawson. Um, just a... Man, what a great experience. Um, in the race, though, um, I honestly thought that Derek O'Donnell, the white 60 car... You who, thought? I thought he was going to win because he got the the highest plus minus on his heat race. He passed the most cars in the heat, so he got to start on the pole. And that guy's a former champion. He doesn't run all the races now, but anytime he's there, he's a threat. And I thought he was going to win. And he got caught up in the major incident in the race. A couple lap cars. I think it was Matt White and Ricky Roberts who spun (laughs) out. And then, bless you. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, And then the leaders weren't far behind, and Jason Corliss got on the binders. Derek O'Donnell got in the back of him. And stacked it up. He tore his car all to pieces. Here's what I remember about that. That that part right there. I looked at you, and I looked at Chicky, and I looked at Ed, and I went, Corliss stopped. He, he, he keeps he his spot, right? Completely he stopped and leading. didn't hit anything. He stopped. He didn't hit anybody. They hit him. And I'm like, he, he keeps his spot because he had just gotten the lead like three laps before that. Yeah. And he just Chick- passed O'Donnell for the lead, and then this and happened. Chicky's like, who are you cheering for? I'm like, Corliss. Please tell me he keeps his spot. Yeah, and he, he got caught up in that mess and, and stopped, didn't hit anything. They gave him a spot back. Poor Derek O'Donnell, though. He got all torn up, but he stayed out. Yeah. And that car was junk after that. It was that. a modified. Body pieces flying off, and he eventually pulled off. And he's like, yeah. yep, not our night. So um, Jason Corliss wins his third straight Vermont Governor's Cup. Not a his- full-time competitor at Thunder Road. And I was talking to Ed, and I said, I like Jason Corliss, but he's not running full-time this year, so I don't think he's got the advantage. And then about halfway through the race, Ed looked at me and goes, what was that you were saying? I was like, yeah, I'm wrong. Sorry. His first Thunder Road win since he went to that all-white car instead yes. of the black car. Yeah, I missed the black car. I missed the black car, too, but I think all Mr. Corliss needed was me to be there. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I mean, he happened to be there at the same time as you, and he wins. Uh, Cody Blake was second. Brennan Moody had a great run in third. That's his best finish of the season. Marcel Grabble. That's, he's going for the championship. He this, is. The mid-season championship. He was the guy I was rooting for. And, uh, again, just he doesn't get the good starting spots, didn't get a good plus-minus, so didn't – he started in the middle of the pack, worked his way through, finished fourth. Uh, Jamie Swallow, fifth. Scott Dragon, another driver you like, was sixth. Another driver I root for, Stephen Donahue, seventh. Kyle Pembroke, the point leader, eighth. Brandon Lanfear, ninth. And Bobby Therrien, the top ten. Some other notables the throughout the field. Uh, Brad Kozlowski, 18th. Phil Scott, the governor. You mentioned Finished him. Like he, was, last. he was 23rd uh, out of the 29 cars. So, I mean, just a, a great turnout. It was a great clean. It was rather clean. They did have the big dust up that was very dramatic, um, but just a, a great race overall. I the, hate going into tech and bothering drivers, but I saw Jason Corliss just talking to other people down there and i was like dawson come yeah, on, we, let's... we didn't have a lot of time either so it's yeah. kind of now or never i was like and dawson we... let's go, let's go up there and i i told him i was like dawson tell him that you came from florida just to watch him race and jason heard me say that he goes no you guys didn't i'm like yeah, yeah we did, we did. <laughs> i'm like well we were on vacation but a lot of the reason that i wanted to come was because i know you're running act i'm a huge fan of yours yep 
ever since I started. I don't know why I became a fan of his. Yeah, he's got that Matt Hirschman-esque personality. And that's what so. we that's what you and I were talking about. Like that's he reminds me so much of Matt Hirschman, where he is so cool, calm, and collected in person. But once he gets on that racetrack, he's like, I've got shit to do. Let's go. So yeah. It was super cool. He's probably not gonna listen to this, but thank you, Jason, for the like yeah, five was- seconds. He was very, uh, very good to us when we just kind of came up. Well, he was, I guess it was at the end of tech, so it all worked out. Yeah, he, I, he was very I noticed nice they, were get, they were putting the tires back on, and he asked Dawson, he's like, what's better, me winning or that lollipop? And Dawson's like, my the lollipop. lollipop. And Jason's like, I agree. Good man. Yeah, <laughs> good it was, it was man. Great. It, was, it was a great interaction, he's a, a very quick much, interaction, but very good interaction. He's a lot like Matt Hirschman, and that is 100% why I like him. And it was also very cool. Um, you you went down to the bathroom, and so I stopped by the announcer's tower, and I, I talked to Aaron for a minute, and he's like, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, we're, we're Facebook friends. And he goes, you came all the way from Florida to watch the Governor's Cup, and you're going back to call your rate? He's like, that's dedication, man. He it, he was cool, and I, I caught him on the way out, so I felt like I kind of held him up a little bit, but it, it was nice to talk to him, and, and just I just told him, I was like, man, you know, we listen to you on Thursdays. You do a great job. You guys do a great job overall here at the facility. Robert Gordon. That's who Tiger. gave Dawson the candy. Yes. Just yeah. we, we had very brief interactions with the people at Thunder Road um, as far as in the pits because we walked through and then we met up with Dad and hung out with him for a little while. But that that those little interactions will make you want to go back. Yes, yes. And, and if it was you're just ever a in, great I mean, experience. If you're ever in New England, if you're ever in the Vermont area, go to Thunder Road. It Don't is, sleep on it. It is such an amazing facility. I, I will sleep on it next time so that I can go to Stafford on Friday. One of these days, we'll do Thunder Road, and then we'll go to Stafford. You know, it would be, like, perfect for me. Thompson Wednesday, Thunder Road Thursday, oh, Stafford man. Friday. That would be pretty And, like, cool. White Mountain or something on Saturday. Devil's Bowl. They're now on Saturdays. Yeah, I'd rather go to White Mountain. Uh, White Mountain's an awesome, awesome racetrack, too. Um, so, let's get let's quickly recap the rest of Thunder Road. Uh, the Tigers were in action. Good field, 24 the wildest moment of the day happened in the, I think it was the second Tiger Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Johnson got spun out early. I went back. You see it. I, I have it I have it pulled yeah. up right here because I had to go back and watch it because it, it happened so fast live. But at the start of the heat, Tyler Austin got into Eric Johnson, spun him out. Both drivers go to the back. Two laps later on the restart, uh, Eric Johnson just completely took out Tyler Austin, got the black flag. He was done. Yeah. And I remember just hearing when, when Eric Johnson took out Tyler Austin, everybody up on Bud Hill's like, whoa. And I said, man, that's why I told you I don't like that Eric Johnson guy. Never have, never will. He's a dink. Um, (laughs) So you must have been talking to Dawson at that point. Yes. uh, So Eric Johnson did Eric Johnson things, took out the five. And then a lap later, um, Jaden Perry is literally, and I had to go back and watch this because I couldn't remember who started it. Jason, Jaden Perry was pushing the 44 Justin Prescott into turn number three turns right, spins the 44, and then puts himself head-on in the outside wall. And Mike McCaskill, who I thought was the aggressor live because he just kind of went in there, he had nowhere to go. It was all on the 92 of Perry. He pushed the 44 into turn three and tried to just completely right rear or left rear him, spin him out. But he wrecked himself, hit the wall, almost toppled over. That was that – was, we had an incredible view from that up top of the hill. Yeah, who was the one that got out of his car and – and bowed, and I'm like, calm down, oh, you're not Perry. Kyle Busch. That was Jaden Perry. Yeah. And everyone around us started laughing because I am always here. I'll go. People laugh. That was so funny. 
I'll put it up on the screen here was, so you it can. It was just stupid. It was. Watch. See, Jaden Perry's. He's pushing and pushing him. And yeah. He turns right and then hooks himself just, into McCaskill. So dumb. And then there was another one where that same situation kind of happened on the front stretch. I want to say it was during the street stocks. Where there was one. Oh, on yeah, I, I did watch that when, when Jeffrey Martin went in the wall. Yeah, like that's the green car. You had taken Dawson to the bathroom or something like I that. I didn't realize. It happened right in front of us. He hopped over a wheel. Oh, really? Yeah, he ran over Juan. Well, he, he got too close to Juan Paco and climbed over his wheel and launched himself. He didn't hit the wall and do this. He went like this into the wall. And and he's saying he went like parallel into the wall. He yeah. Just, Wee. Yep. So. Um, how did Peyton's DDD do? Uh, Blakely didn't do so well. Um. Let's see, Blakely, Peyton's favorite driver, finished 12th, so El Ch- Is mediocre. that his actual El name? His, his name is Justin Blakely. I don't like El it. Chapo. I like it better when he's El Chapo. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, back to the Tigers. They they had the crash of the night there with Jaden Perry, who I just realized they they he didn't start the feature, but they disqualified him for that. They gave him a DSQ, disqualified for contact with intent. As they should. So, Jaden Perry, not a good day. Not a good season for Jaden Perry. Um I- but I in to what? ask because yes. I don't know if it's a tiger or if it's a street stock. The number nine, it's white and green. I want to say the name is Audette. Yes, if Cameron I pull Audette. up TikTok, I can tell you. Cameron Audette, number nine, street stock. How did he do? Because I like him. Um, I, I'm sorry, not Cameron, uh, Zach Audette. Cameron Oulette is the tiger guy that I was thinking no, of. No, it's a number nine. It's yes. kind of like a. Yes, number nine, Zach Audette. Okay. Street stock, right there. Okay, so it's a street stock. Street stock, yep. He follows me on TikTok. Oh, there you go. Um, Tanner <laughs> Woodard wins the 40-lap Tiger race over Sam Karen and Logan Powers. I think the Tiger feature went clean and green, didn't it? Yes. Or No, it had one caution at the end, something like that, but it was very clean, and uh, they started a good field of 23 cars, and Tanner Woodard wins there. The street stocks were clean and green. They had the one little spin out, but no cautions. Oh, okay. Yeah. And one of the drivers that I grew up watching in the Tigers, who now runs street stocks, uh, won that event. Josh Lovely wins over Dean Switzer Jr. Cam Powers was third. The farmer, Gary Mullen, he's been racing since I was a little kid. He finished in fourth. And then Kyler Davis finishing just ahead of Wiener Hennequin in the sixth position. They had, oh, wow. Uh, they had 30 street stocks show up, a couple of DNSs, but they started 27 cars in the feature and went caution-free. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It, it was a great night of racing. I thoroughly enjoyed being there. The one oh, wow. thing that stands out to me that Thunder Road does is they do their little parade of the, the winners from the last race. Yep. So we got to see uh, Tropical Storm. Yep. We got to see him up on the front stretch, and Dawson recognized him. He's like, I watch him on TV. Yeah. Yep. And I think it was like, Pem- not Pembroke. I think, it, I think Lovely Pelkey? was up there. And yeah, Pelkey. Yep. Yeah. And Dawson. Or was no, like, Pembroke. It was Pembroke. It was Pembroke. It was okay. 27. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's whose koozie I have. Because Keegan Lampson got DQ'd from the last race. Yeah. So, yeah. so Dawson's like, I know that car. We cheer for him. And it's so cool for Dawson. For him to, to recognize that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And he's like, that's, he's like, I know that car. We like him. And, that's, and, and I'm, I'm like, like yeah, that's what we were telling you, bud. We're, that's the track. We kept telling him when we'd watch on Thursday. I'm like, that's the track we're going to in a month. That's the track we're going to in a couple of days. Well, and he was telling his dad, like, I get to go to Thunder Road with wine. And first, we're going to go to New Samoa Speedway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to go Thunder to Thunder Road. Road. Yeah. And it's so cool that now he knows, or he will, well, he won't be with us on Thursdays anymore because of school. But he'll know when we watch Thunder Road, like, 
that's where you were sitting. Those are the drivers. Jason Corliss, you got to meet him. We have your picture with him. So it, that kind of stuff is super cool to me. Yeah, it, it was a great experience. Um, another thing I got to say, the the kids were super good the whole trip, um, even at the races. Um, it was like it was it was magical to be back at Thunder Road and and to be able to bring my family because I felt like I was back as a kid with you know my my family with my dad and his girlfriend at the time. Um, it felt like that again, only like it was my family, so it was even yeah, more I was special. Say, I know? took a picture of you holding Dawson in your lap, and then one of you holding Peyton in your lap, and just like the happiness in your eyes, yeah. like is. How did that actually feel like to get to take your kids where you where you've gone to since you were Dawson's age? It it was for magical me, for me. For me, taking them to New Smyrna, it's just it's, it's what we so- do. It's gonna sound really bad. It's just another Saturday it's, night. It's what we do. But like to go to Thunder Road, where and, and if, because I, I've talked about it so much to you, yeah. to Dawson, to a bunch of people that I know, and to go up there. And to take you and, and the kids and be able to share, you know, what used to make me happy as a kid with now my family, you know, yeah. 15, 20 years later, however however long it's been. And just to just enjoy. I just enjoyed it. Because, like, New Smyrna, to me, and with the kids, it's just been something I've always done. Dawson knows New Smyrna as Mimi's racetrack. Yeah. Peyton will just know that as the track her dad works at. Sure. So, but it, it'll be I, I in the long think, run, it'll feel special, you know. Come 20 years from now, we'll look back and it'll feel special just like this. Well, and like when she walks down towards where the little hall of fame or whatever it is in New yeah. Smyrna and she sees my mom, who she so much resembles, and Dawson sees that, and he's like, That's my Mimi, but mm-hmm. also there's Brad Blanton and Patrick. Well, Thomas. as they get older, the stories that we can tell them, it'll have the same kind of meaning. It but, really will. But I feel like because we're at New Smyrna every Saturday, I don't get that same feeling. So I, I'm. it's cool to – it was really cool for me to see, like, in your eyes the happiness of taking the kids to somewhere where that was – that's such a crucial part of who you are. Yeah. New yeah, Smyrna is just something we've always done. It's, well, look, It's not but, like it's not a huge part of my life. It is. It is the reason I am the person – the person I am, whether they like it or not. I, I'm still extremely thankful for what I get to do at New Smyrna Speedway because for a long time I was just a race fan and I didn't have anything else. And now I, I do and I don't take it for granted. But, you know, it's part of our – what you're trying to say is it's going to New Smyrna is part of our routine. It's, yeah, it's, it's what we do. But going to Thunder Road was – you know, this is something that I've talked about for as long as we've been together. And yeah, so it's like, I'm going to my heck dad's race track. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just – you know, at, at the end when – you know, and he was like, "That's not Ryan talking." No, I'm like, nope, no, not here. No, nope, not, not here. We get like I. Th- that was cool for Dawson was that he actually got to sit down and watch a race with you. Yeah, Because yeah. he's so used to not being able to be with you. Well, even when I took him down to the bathroom during one of the street stock heats, and that's when the a car hit the wall. So I had a weird angle of it, and I saw what happened, but I didn't realize what happened. And then when we were coming back, a couple of cars spun out right in front of us, and he just stopped and goes, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa!" He just like <laughs> took that all in because it yeah. was like coming right at him and yeah. it was just i don't know it was a super fun night it was a great program they do a great job they run an efficient show they know how to get a lot done in a little amount of time they don't waste any time and I it's, had it's so wonderful. much fun chris Mashad, Mashad? yes the owner yep top tier he does Absolutely. a great job there 
I know he's partially part of Thompson, right? Uh, yes, he does have he does run that as well, I believe. And then he's got White Mountain. Uh, no, he. I don't know if he owns White Mountain, but he does. It's kind of White Mountain is kind of Thunder Road sister track, so I think he helps race direct or operate something like that. He, he's, he's doing involved. a good job. He is. He really is. Great job, even. And you can tell that he actually cares about like him, his employees and his fans and all that yeah, stuff. So I, I know, like he does. He he's always been. He was a great racer back in his time, and and somebody that uh, my dad and and our family rooted for. And he does a great job running the racetrack. And I, I was, I remember when, you know, Tom Curley recently passed away, but the the track sold, and Chris Malone, Chris Machad and Pat Malone, who's a real estate person up there, they teamed up and, and bought the place. And I remember commenting. Uh, one of the the boards or on Facebook, I'm like, that's a good thing, right? I mean, Chris Michaud was a racer. So you feel like a racer would know how to, you know, have a good idea how to run a place. And um, I'm like, well, as long as they don't turn it into real estate investment, it'll be good. And obviously, it stayed a racetrack, and Chris Michaud has done a great job with it. And uh, it's still, I mean, you know, it's not like back in the day where they'd have a whole so too many cars that they had to send them home through qualifying. I mean, everybody starts yeah. now, but they, I mean, to to put you know, 24 plus cars in each of your division every week and put on good racing is uh clearly doing something. They're doing something right. And it it was awesome to be back. And I loved at the end of it, uh, after we said goodbye to my dad and we were driving home, you were just like, Hey, thanks for, thanks for taking me there. Yep. So I will go back a hundred thousand The one moment you were sweet to me. So don't tell them. I know. I know. I hope I let the secret out. Is that really Ken Squire's house on the property? I think so. Yeah. Like still. I think so. I need to know. I don't know if he still lives there, but I know he used to. He used if to. I not, mean, he used to own the place. If and not, have Tom Curley run it. So if not, I will sell like my kidney, the mm. bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a heart. I've got a lung. I think I can live with just one lung. It's a beautiful house, beautiful property. I would love it. Uh, I don't know. You might complain about that racetrack making too much noise over there. Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, but no, overall, uh, awesome, awesome experience and a great night of racing over at Thunder Road. Um, they have the midseason championships coming up this Thursday, so we'll be unfortunately watching on Flow Racing instead of being there, but we'll is be tuning in. Marcel the Shell with shoes is—he's leading, right? No, is Pembro- it him and Pembroke? Pembroke it, it's right close. There. Like I, I don't. I, I don't have the points pulled up. I'm going to talk about the points after oh, midseason championship. I'm sorry. Because midseason championship, it'll make or break you. Yeah. So that's what uh, I've noticed the last couple of years night. that we've watched it, which uh, I don't remember if we said it earlier because you were talking about the Thunder Road tries to bring out the stars of NASCAR for the uh, Governor's, the Governor's Cup. Cup, yep. uh Three years ago, Christopher Bell ran it. He did in the twenty car, yep. Yep, there's a and they've teaser. had Ken Schrader out there. They've had Clint Boyer out there. They've had Tony Stewart out there to run these one-off races, and nobody's ever finished better than seventh. And it was Ken Schrader who did it. And Ken Schrader, I believe, is who they were talking about. Uh, Dave Moody, <laughs> yes, got to interview. Yes, Moody was there. Brad yep. Keselowski. Yes, he's in the background of my picture with Jason Corliss. He is. Uh, but he was talking to Brad Keselowski, and he's like. Uh, I want to say it was Ken Schrader said whoever put that wall coming out of turn four should be shot. Yeah. And Brad well, they Keselowski, fixed it. And Brad Keselowski is like, well, I would never say such a thing about Ken Squire. Yes. <laughs> and, and it cracked me up. Goes, that was probably well, my favorite quote of the night. It, it looks like they, they fixed it and they're doing a good job here because look at all the people here. Brad was, you know, I know Brad's not your favorite guy, but he was, uh, he was definitely impressed by. Yeah, but that was like the quote the of the show. night for me. Well, 
at this point, uh, that's going to wrap it up from Thunder Road. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to head back home, cover the Shark Bite event and the weekend's racing action at New Hampshire for the NASCAR Cup Series. I'd like to take a moment and thank all of our sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast, a growing list of sponsors here as we've had some new people come on board. But a huge thank you to our anchor sponsor here, American Auto in New Smyrna Beach. Again, that's American Auto. You can give them a call, 386-428-1941, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. And again, I can tell you from experience, anytime I've dealt with American Auto, the service has been top-notch. They take great care of you. And of course, any issues that you have, whether it be tire-related, service-related, they will be able to take care of you. So again, big thank you to uh, EJ Wilcoxon and everybody over at American Auto, not only for sponsoring the show, but for taking good care of our vehicle so we can make it to our vacation here in a couple of weeks. We'd also like to thank our good buddy Ron D'Alessandro at 124 Welding and Fabrication for being a huge supporter of this show, not only a sponsor, but someone that shares every episode and uh, helps get our name out there. Uh, Ron, we thank you very, very much. And guys, make sure you check out 124 Welding and Fab on Etsy so you can buy some of his great items that he has up for sale. Great metalworking, makes great decorations and all of that for your house, for your den, for your garage, for your wife, for any gifts that you may need. I mean, hey, get on top of Christmas, Christmas in July maybe. Um, reach out to Ron, 124 Welding and Fab, and get something made. And, of course, if you need welding and fab work done too, speak to him, and he will take care of you. We also thank Never Give Up and Andy Morrison for being a big supporter of this show. Uh, they do car park pickup, so if you need anything picked up, get with Andy, and uh, he will take care of you there. We also thank Jeff White Racing for coming aboard. Uh, they are the sponsor of the Pro Truck segment, which we hadn't had in a while. We'll get the Pro Trucks back on track here in a bit. But big thank you to Jeff White Racing. Check out the number 41 Pro Truck and EMOD at the new Smyrna Speedway. 70 Motorsports, one of our newer sponsors here on the podcast. Congratulations to Chris 70 with a career-best third-place finish this past weekend in the Bomberay Division at New Smyrna. Uh, we appreciate his support, and we look forward to seeing what he can do the rest of the season, perhaps a sneaky contender going forward. Doug Samian in Samian Motorsports has come on board as a supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And we thank him for not only buying some of the merch, but uh, providing a little bit of sponsorship money to the show as a supporter as well. And our brand new sponsor slash supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast is Bromley Motorsports, the 77 Bomber A for Daniel Bromley and the 6 Bomber B for Tony Bromley. Uh, that team has come on board to sponsor the next couple episodes, and we appreciate that. We appreciate the support. We appreciate everyone that has come aboard to support this little show. So, again, thank you so, so much for your support. And now, back to the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Racing with Ryan podcast. So we went uh, from Florida all the way up to Vermont, and now we're all the way back to Florida you know what was the best part of our entire trip back home? That nobody actually thought we would be able to do it. A lot of people doubted our our trip, but we we did freaking awesome. Um, the best part was when we were driving through, I guess we were getting out of New York into Pennsylvania, and we were watching the race cars go by on the other side. Oh, my God, yes. You know where they were going to? Where? They were going to Mohawk. Mohawk? I thought, Mohawk? I thought it was Albany. 
That where that modifier there was, was Albany, going. Saratoga, and then Todd Stone was at Mohawk. Okay, so maybe which apparently was, was a big money race too. Okay, maybe that's where that modified on the open trailer. That was the best part. That modified on the open trailer. Yeah. Oh. But no, we watched what? But I know six for or a seven fact, cars went driving by us. Yeah, the and there the was there were some for sure going to Penn Can because they had like the four cylinder, the bomber type cars. They had a big race. At oh yeah, Penn we did Can. see a couple of those go by too. The bomber cars, yeah. Yeah, and they had a big race at Penn Can. Okay. That that was. My I f- learned entirely too much about dirt racing in like all of twelve seconds. Look, that that was the best part of traveling 93 hours through pennsylvania was watching those race cars state sucks the roads are (laughs) shit it smells like bad weed skunk yeah that was actual skunk yeah like bad weed the only good thing to come out of pennsylvania is the office yeah and And hershey drove right through scranton too and hershey and you didn't know michael scott i couldn't see jim well you wouldn't let me see pam so but no that was super cool We'd, we'd see a race car trailer go by and we'd be like good luck have fun yeah, I was talking to uh, Phil because he's the only person from New Smyrna that I feel like would be kind of like everybody that I talked to knew the route we took mm-hmm. as if it's just some route that everybody takes. Well, if you like, want to avoid ridiculous tolls, it's yeah, the way to go. He's like, see, I've never actually gotten out of my car in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, you're a smart man. You're dumb, but you're a smart man because there's literally no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I don't know how my... Two of my best friends in the world live there. I really but, love hey, Sheets. Sheets is my new favorite gas station. It was pretty good. Pretty good. That that mac and cheese. Here's here's what I'll say. Top tier mac and cheese. We have my my sister lives in the perfect location to split up the trip. So we we Except left for the traffic. Yeah, the traffic is. Oh, it's going to be even worse anywhere. when she moves to Fredericksburg. Um, so we we left Friday morning. We after after we got home from Thunder Road, we we got up. We Packed up, said, well, said our goodbyes 10. to mom. Left around 10, got on the road, got to my sister's house about, what, 9.30? 9.30, yeah. And she was like, we, we were thinking maybe we'd hang out for like an hour or so and just kind of rest. And, and then, like, no, and then I was like, um, you know, if we leave New, if we leave here around 5, we'll make it to New Smyrna by 4. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, you know what sounds good? Let's sleep till 3.30 and then we'll leave. Yeah, and that was great, fabulous, yep. fantastic. And we, we ended up, Kind of doing a half sleep over at my my sister's. Got three four hours of sleep. Got back on the road and made it to do some more night at five o'clock. Yeah, and it I was had perfect. and I had been sleeping on like an air mattress all week yeah. with the kids, both kids, or at least one child. So like getting to sleep in an actual bed was great. You had been sleeping on the couch. Yeah, so I just stayed on the couch. Stayed on the couch, but no, it, it was great because we we thought that you know we just hang out for an hour and try to get through because we wanted to be back for. For the race, and whether we got there at, you know, three thirty, four o'clock, five o'clock, we, I, I was like, hey, as, as long as we're there by six, I've been doing this long enough where, yeah. you know, I'd like to be able to get down and do a lap through the pits and, and jot everything down, but if I can, I can't. Uh, but it worked out perfectly, and of course, we get to the racetrack and it's raining. Yeah, because of course, <laughs> no rain. It's us. not supposed to it rain. It rained like all through South Carolina, or no, all through. South Georgia and Jacksonville yeah. for us. Yeah, and then it cleared up, and we're thinking, okay, because the forecast said rain in the afternoon and clear at night. So we're and, and Rusty called us when we were just getting into Georgia, just leaving, just at the end of South Carolina. <laughs> can you post the? Yeah, bitch? he's like, hey, can no? you post that we're going for it? And I was like, sure thing, Rusty. I'm driving. I gave the phone to Margo, and I said, type this, put it in there. So we and got it out there. I was there like, uh, no, I'll make these words make sense. The the worst part. So before before we left. 
I got with Kenny and I said, hey, can you help me while I'm gone? Because I I have all my New Smyrna stuff on my work computer. Yeah. It's not on my, I didn't bring my laptop and it's not on my phone. I can't make graphics on my phone. So I made all this stuff up and sent it to Kenny. And I'm so mad at myself because I used last year's SharkBite template and added a background to it. And I changed the date to July, uh, July, whatever it was, whatever the date was, but I left it at 21 and not 22. So all the stuff I put out or I had Kenny put out had 2021 as the date. And I was like, son of a bitch. Honestly, I didn't even notice until Nicole Pierce commented something. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, Mike Mike Mickley, it was like, hey, on the post, it says 2021. I was like, well, nothing I can do about it now. I'm in Vermont. I don't have my computer. So say it with me, Mick. Oh, yay. Whatever it is. Um, he's told me one way, you've told me the other. So I'm, I'm going by go what, what his mama said, and she terrifies me. Well, it, whatever. It's Change your name to something easier to read. I don't know. But I, I was so mad at myself because I did all this work. The the week leading up to the Southern Super Series race, I was my, my partner was off, so I was doing all the work myself. And I want, yeah, Athena. Oh, Um, and she was on vacation, and then I was going on vacation the next week. So I wanted to make sure that everything was done as much as was done as possible leading into the week I was going to be out because I feel like that's what you want to do for your fellow employees have them come back and and not have a whole crap ton of stuff to do except for the stuff that they take care of on their own. I don't know. My bosses are assholes. I was, yeah, well, they scream all the time um, (laughs) and they cry. And And one of them bites. One of them bites. Two of them Um, bite. (laughs) But I, I went ahead and did all this extra stuff because I wanted Kenny to post just a couple of things a day just to keep the Facebook page active because it is a big event with the shark bite and I screwed up the date. So I was pissed at myself. But you know what? Sometimes things happen. And I was like, hey, blame it on the graphics guy. Thanks, Kenny. But yeah, big thank you to Kenny for stepping up. And Kenny had a rough week too. He lost a, a personal friend and it was actually gone up to the funeral this week. So he helped me promote a race that he wasn't even going to be at. So that shows that his dedication is 100% there, and I appreciate that. And I know um, he's looking forward to getting back to the track this weekend. So, yeah, um, if you're wondering what happened with the dates, I fucked them up, and that's totally my fault. Um, But, you know, a little bit... uh, I kind of feel like I'm going to put some of this on my shoulders because I wasn't 100% on top of everything this week, and the shark bite turnout was kind of bad, wouldn't you say? And I'm just going to be the one to say this. The announcer taking a vacation should not dictate car count. Well, that's true. I, I, I'm, I do not feel guilty about taking this vacation at all. Yeah, but, but you're saying maybe I didn't do enough to get the word out because we only uh, got seven cars. You're or? not the only New Smyrna Speedway employee. Yeah, I'm gonna get some shit for this. I don't care. Y'all all have my phone number. You did what you needed to do. If nobody else did shit for this race, they cannot blame you. No, and they're not. I'm you blaming are the myself announcer. because I, I should have done more and I should have got the You are the right. announcer. You get paid to announce. You get paid to do the bullshit on social media. You're not saying what you do is bullshit. But you get paid to do the social media stuff on top of working your full-time day job that actually pays our bills. If they want more cars, they need to promote it. Yeah. If you have a problem with uh, what I'm saying, don't go to him. Y'all all have my phone number. He did his job. 
Where are you doing yours? Well, here's the thing. I could have just said, hey, I'm going on vacation. I'm not going to deal with any of this stuff. But I actually... You could have said, hey, I'm leaving at this time on Saturday. Fuck your races. And I'm not going to be back until Monday of the next week. Once again, fuck your races. But, I, I didn't but you didn't. Because we you drove... Heard, you heard the lady at the end of the night said, wow, that's dedication. We drove 24 hours to Vermont right after a race. We drove 24 hours back, back right after to be race. there for five cars because nobody else gives a shit to do anything about it. Sorry, I'm going to get shit for this. I don't care. Well, uh, to add on top of it, I, I just feel like this is the one 100-lap race for the Prolate models and seven cars showed up. So That's not because of your lack of trying. I, I know. I, I mean... That's a lack of everybody else giving a shit. No, I, I honestly think... It has nothing to do with tires. It has nothing to do with people are, quote-unquote, scared to race New Smyrna. Nobody's putting in the effort to call these drivers, and if they are, we're not seeing it. Yeah. Well, I don't... I, part of me feels like... This really isn't a dig at Rusty or Holly or anybody. It's just, where is the effort? The, New Smyrna does not have a marketing person. No. We you are the marketing right person. And I don't have a marketing budget. You don't have a marketing budget. You also have a full-time job. Yep. That actually pays our bills. And I do a lot of the marketing stuff that I do well on the clock for my job because that's the you time I have to do it. You take time so. away from your actual job to help with the racetrack job that, yes, you do. You are getting paid for this. You're not nearly getting paid what you're worth. And I, this isn't me saying it. I'm saying what other people have told me. Once again... If you don't like it, don't call Ryan. Call me. You all have my phone number. Well, I, I'm thankful for the drivers that did show up because it, it was nice to see Bray Holmes there. It was nice to see Kristen Clements there. Yes, it was. And she qualified. She qualified really well. Uh, but those cars just, they brought a knife to a gunfight. They really did. Uh, Mike Amato, it was good to see him back in, a, in another car. Good to see the effort for him to get back out after destroying the other car. They brought so. a race car to the Brad May show. Job. You well, did. this was the Giorgio show oh, this shit, week. That's right. Yep. Um, Bray Holmes and his team, um, they feel like some stuff needs to change uh, for it to be to get more prolates out there. And I respect the <laughs> message that they sent. Is the issue maybe that New Smyrna is the only racetrack that actually runs prolate models? You would think that... Um, like, New Smyrna is the one track. Here's what a lot of people don't realize. There's a lot of prolate models that run these other tracks that run with the Supers because you can. Because you can. You right. cannot run a but prolate then, model with the Superlate models at New Smyrna. Why are those cars so off the pace when they show up to New Smyrna? So what's going on with... Why are Brad May and Gio Ruggiero two laps ahead of the third-place finisher? Why are, why, why are only three cars finishing? Yes, if, if you ask some people, it's because they have illegal motors. Well, that's one of the things I heard. Like, why do we allow this? Why do we, and, I, you know, when, when it comes to tech stuff, it's like, I really appreciate that. Um, I appreciate the honesty that do I got you know from the, some of the stuff. But Pro late models should be. Uh, the limited late models that Stafford runs, they're kind of like a sportsman street style yeah. type car. Well, the, the sportsmen now are, are becoming model. more pro late models than the pro exactly. late models are. That's like the, Sta the Stafford limited late models are kind of like a sportsman street stock type fusion. I feel like the soup, the sportsmen at New Smyrna are what the limited late models at New Smyrna used to be. Yeah. 
the pro-lay model, I don't understand this. I don't understand what happened to make it a limited light model versus a pro-lay model, whether it's just the crate motors. I don't know. I don't get it. Clearly, something's not working with the late models at New Smyrna, whether Period. it's sportsmen or not sportsmen, super lights or pro lights. Something's not working. Same thing with modifieds, whether right. it, like big modifieds. Not <laughs> working at all. Mod minis. <laughs> E-mods are working. E-mods work. They're Because it's a super stock without fenders. Exactly. On a modified chassis. A and I'm, that's not a knock. That's a super a stock thing. or a pro truck without fenders. Same chassis, even. See, here, here's the thing. I honestly believe... Late models at New Smyrna are a joke. The high-dollar cars are not what are going to thrive at New Smyrna in this day and age. No. In this day and age where everything is cuckoo bananas expensive. <laughs> that's right. Everything is cuckoo bananas expensive. We've... And, and, and why do you focus on the bombers? Why do you focus on the super stocks? Because <laughs> that's what, what works. Cars. And it's what's exciting. And I'm not ashamed to say that. What's not working? A nine-car super late race, a seven-car 100-lap pro late model race. And I'm not knocking. I'm not blaming the track. I'm not blaming Rusty and Holly at the office. I'm not blaming. The, I'm. I'm very. It's just the world we live in. It, it's it just is not and, working. And it's. It's not. And something. Even. Even Citrus for the last 100 lap. Or they've been. Lap, they got down nine cars. Down. They. They've been down. So, what is the problem? And I've seen some stuff on the late model groups just about super late models in general. I mean, if you, and, and this is not a knock on the Southern Super Series because I think that's the best touring series that we have down this way. For that great series to take over New Smyrna, this was not a New Smyrna event. This was their event and they only brought 19 cars. That just tells me that something is not, in the late model world, is just not lining up. They're overpricing. They're pricing themselves out. That that's what I want to say. The same thing is happening. It's trickling down to the sportsmen. Same now. thing with the sportsmen. Mod minis even are becoming mod like minis super... are way out of control. I don't know why we're spending the money that we're spending to go. No track is paying mod minis well, so I don't understand why. I mean, okay, they had that big money race with the sermons race, but that's gone now. So what are we building these crazy ass cars for? Because we can, because some people can, because um, it's a hobby. For I mean, some of us, it's because that's what we know. Well, fair enough, but you're killing the rest of the competition that's trying to just oh, darn. be out there. Be better. The Do better. Do so, I wish that Brad could go out there every week and beat the 31 or the not the 30, 78. It's not the 78 or the 112? Absolutely. They're built by the same people he should be able to. Yep. Here's what I think needs to happen. Oh. I think a less is more approach needs to happen with a couple of divisions. The super lights, I already like, and, and I said this even when I was critical of the first Sunbelt race. I love the idea of the series. Less is more. Six races, you only got to commit to six. Uh, hopefully that'll grow. I think the super late models, the pro late models, the JNC grade all, the big modifieds, the, the open modifieds, Florida mods, whatever you want to call them. They're flor fine, whatever. And the mod minis or MCA modifieds. need to go to the six-pack series. 100%. And if, uh, you do 50 to 75 laps for the for the Florida mods. You do 150 to 100 laps for the late models. You do 50 laps for the mod minis. Um, a mod minis, I would like to see just 40 lappers. Or 40 laps, sure. 40 lappers, let's say 1,500 to win. But I, I feel like I am so... Mod minis, once you get past like 35 laps for them... Even back in the day, back when we had all the good ones running, boring. 
after lap like 35, boring. Whoever was leading on 35 to 40 was going to win the race. Sometimes it was a 75 less lapper. is more. And, and I don't understand this. Well, if we run less laps, we got to pay less. No, you don't. Put your 100-lap payout on a 50-lap payout and see if that helps. I mean, shit, what are mod minis getting for 50 lappers? We only get 250 to one. Like 400, 500 bucks? Yeah, we only get 250 to one of 25 lappers. I mean, this week, the Florida mods are running 35 laps, but they're getting 50-lap payout. Okay, so you don't so, have to run X amount of laps to pay X amount of money. So I think mod minis, and I, this is what I can speak on. Okay. Mod minis, 40 laps, 500 bucks. 500 to win, 40 lapper. If you're feeling real crazy, do a 60 lapper for 750 to win. Okay. Buys us a set of tires. Boom. Start money. What's that got to be? I don't fucking, I don't, I don't know. I don't go out there to start a race. I go out to fucking win it. Okay. Sorry. I don't go out to do anything. I respect that. I, we don't go out to start a race. We go out to win it. Start, I feel like the starting money should be at least our entry free plus, let's say, five gallons of gas. So, so you 100 bucks. 100 by bucks. coming in to the racetrack with a race car, that you should at least, at least leave bucks. some of your gas paid for. Your race fuel. Fair enough. Your race fuel. Because... Now, every week, I go and buy five gallons of 112 the, for Brad. The reason I can agree with that is because the racers are the show. The racers are what the people pay to see. So if you don't have any, then you don't have a show because what they're not paying for is to hear me. Now, some of them may enjoy what I add to the show, Nobody's paying to hear me. Nobody's paying to hear what Rusty has to say. Nobody's paying to hear what music we're playing. For Mod Minis, 120 to start. That covers at least five. That covers five gallons of fuel in the driver's pit entry. I feel like this, for the Sunbelt series to be totally successful, it should be a minimum of 1,000 to start. Once or again, at least I'll in the top this. 20. I'm not into racing to just start a race. But at least make sure your drivers are sort of breaking it, even. It should be at give least them, worthwhile to come. Give them their pit entry and five gallons of fuel. Also, you know what else needs to go away? Entry fees. Who pays an entry fee? Where? Anyone that runs a 100-lap race. That's dumb. That is, I think that's just ridiculous. Um, um, fees, that just discourages fees people Fees to from rent coming. transponders are stupid. That's bullshit, too. New Smyrna doesn't have that. I'm just Thank saying. God. Oh, yeah, because I'd go and buy my own transponder and just put it on, like, Brad or Jack or whoever I'm helping. I would pay the $200 for the transponder and be like, I don't have to rent one. <laughs> so um, back to, uh, you know, hey, sometimes you got to be real on this show. And look, call me, call Margo if you want to discuss what we, what we had to say. It's not a, call me, I dare you. It's not a secret what the car counts were. It's not a secret that they should be better. I posted on the the hot lap, like, what should be done. And I got some good stuff on there. And I'm going to leave that to the New Smyrna page. Um, what what I think is we, we have a problem right now where even the, the racers don't necessarily, like, 100 laps should be a big deal. And I, right now I feel like some of the racers don't even want that, don't need that. Um, we've we've got a 50-lap Mott Mini race. There's seven right-side tires. And the, there's... Three full sets, seven right side tires. What I was told is that there's plenty of tires for a 50 lapper this week. So Yeah, if there's only four cars. There are seven right side tires. That's not what I was told today. Well, then. So we'll see. I would like to 
see a picture of that. I don't care. We got tires covered. I don't give a shit. So, I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I don't care about tires. We're gonna go out and race. The the, the tire thing is, it, it sucks. It's but at the same time, that puts everybody in the same boat. If everybody is in the same boat, then everybody should be good to go. It's just like people that complain about the NASCAR playoff system. Everybody plays by the same rules. It's not like, all right, if you're the first five people in the gate gets four tires, the next five people get two, everybody else, you get nothing. That would be some bullshit. But everybody's on the same playing field. So I feel like manage your stuff, manage your equipment. If it doesn't mean you can't go one extra mile an hour faster, too freaking bad. The other option is to cancel and not race. And I feel like a lot of people right now are just doing that themselves. I so, feel like tires are just a small portion. Well, that's never mind the cost of fuel, the cost to get there, the cost of eating, the cost of everything is just expensive. Um, the, the people that are racing and, and these people on these results for the shark bite that I have in front of me, all 45 drivers that showed up, I respect each and every one of them because they put hard-earned time, <laughs> work, and money to be here and they were there. We had one blow out two trailer tires. And he still came and not bitch about it. And he had a horrible day. He was supposed to start on the pole. And he's like, yep, nope, not doing that. Fuck you. You were supposed to do a bad job at pulling me a pill, Marco. So, again, I, I think for next year, I, I think you roll with the Sunbelt Series as it is. I think you do a six-pack Perlite Model Series. I think you do a six-pack Florida Modified Series. And you do a six-pack Modified Race. You or know, mod mini series. You know who I would love to see have like the hype on them. Who's next that? Year? The super stocks. The super stocks. The bombers. The trucks. Because let's face that truck race this weekend. Truck race was fantastic. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Ground pounders. Six o twos, if they can be what they're supposed to be. Give those support divisions the hype that they deserve. Emods. Well, right I don't now, know if I said emods, six o twos and ground pounders right now, and yes, I'm gonna say it. Meh. The divide in the two of them killed both divisions. I agree. That's a, a little, little thing I like to call karma. And I also agree with what you had right now. Those divisions that you just named, the Emods, Superstocks, etc. Your support divisions are that your support divisions because they support that racetrack in and out every is the week. Heart and soul of New Smyrna Speedway right now. And I think what you do, you brand these divisions that right now that are struggling under the Sunbelt Series name, so they have a, a name. They they you got to establish them as something big, and each week. You have a Sunbelt Series. You have a Sunbelt Super Light Model Race. You have a Sunbelt Pro Light Model Race. You have a Sunbelt Mod Mini Race. And you oh, yeah. make we these... Used to, we used to have the Sunbelt Series, the Goodyear Series. I can't remember what the modified... The Mini Stock... Uh, Florida, Mini Stock, Florida Mini Stock Challenge Series. That's what it was. Yep. Uh, just give it a series name. Make it be make it be worth the guys from 417 Showtime. Right. Uh I'm going to throw this one out here because I am on TikTok and I see a lot of the Florida racing. Rochelle Rudolph, is that how you say her name? Yeah, she's been on the she show She has a huge following. Yeah. Whether it is her her uh, go-kart out at Ambassador or her Mod Mini out at Showtime 417, wherever she's racing it, she has a huge following. And then she's got another car that somebody else runs from her. Having somebody like her and having... Um, 
butt rum, having a Zimmerman, having those type of mod, that, the backing from the mod minis all around Florida, having like just six races where we're not coinciding with Auburndale or Citrus or 417. Showtime is probably going to schedule on the top of us, but whatever. As long as New Smyrna can be like, hey, this is a series race. This is the payout, whether it's $700, a $1,000, $600, whatever. As long as they can be like, these are the set dates. This is what it pays to finish. This is what it pays to start. We have this, 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 and this through the field and contingency stuff. I feel like that, no matter what the division is, I feel like that would be good. But, yeah. hey, what do I know? It's like I've well, seen this work before. And, and here's the thing. If you're going to cut back the races, take and, – and that's fine. Less is more, in my opinion, works. But take what purses are now being expunged and put them into these races. Make these yes. races worthwhile. And I think the thing that has hurt the Sunbelt Series is it is the same old, same old as far as – the 100 lap purses go for the late models. It is the same purse that's been around since what, like 2000. I don't and know. I've never really focused on payouts. Ba- well, ba- back in the day, like people really didn't either. It was nice to I win, take a nice chunk home, but you weren't spending as much either. Back in like 2012 to 2014, I focused on what modifieds were paying out, but that's because I was working with Shane and Matt. And right. We were going from Friday. But here, Friday here's the thing. Race you in run, Orlando to Saturday at New Smyrna to potentially running Friday at Orlando to Saturday at Auburn. If you're going to run less of the high dollar classes, then allocate the money to make those races more worthwhile. And then people will show up. Then you have something. You get the fans back. You make these Sunbelt Series races, make this Sunbelt Series conglomerate a big deal. And then you can expand upon it. You can sell it out to other tracks. Like, hey, we want the Sunbelt Series. We want your Sunbelt Prolate models here at Five Flags. We want your Sunbelt Series Mod Minis here at Auburndale this weekend. You sell it out. It would be. But that would that would also have to be all of these tracks working together, right? Which, which we know damn well it's right. not going to happen. As much as we personally will support these tracks, it's it's hard to get everybody to work together. It is what it is. But let's cover this uh, Shark Bite event, uh, the Prolate model race. Originally scheduled for 100 laps, cut down to 50 by driver decision, uh, which, in my opinion, was a good decision. Um, I'll be honest with you, the pro late model race was more competitive than the uh, super late model race a week before, if you want to look at it that way, um, because there was three lead changes in this race. Brad May and Giovanni Ruggiero had a great battle for the lead, uh, swapping the lead back a couple times side-by-side side through much of the middle portion of the race, which you you have to admit was kind of fun to watch those two battles. I thought they were going to wreck. Around oh, I was, lap. I, they were running side-by-side side in turn one, and I was watching with Dawson, and I was sitting with Jay Ferreira yeah. and Jack and Betsy, so it, was, it had to have been around lap 30 because Jack started getting ready around halfway, and they are like, Side by side and turn one and two, and I thought they were bumping doors. They made some contact, like for Dawson to be good, like, oh, good hard oh, racing. oh, I thought they were gonna wreck. They didn't. I know for a moment there, I said, well, Steve Reddit's gonna win this damn thing because because Brad and Jay are gonna take each other out. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh shit, um, he's gonna win this. <laughs> it was great to see Anthony Campy there. Um, they're undefeated in shark bite races because they won last year with Jet Nolan. They win this year with Gio Ruggiero, who wins his first race. The thing that pissed me off is, yeah, the race was cut down to 50 Ooh. laps. Let's let's be real. 100 laps of this would have been like watching paint dry because one, as soon as the 81 got to the lead, he had the best car. So it pissed it you over. off. Please do tell. So I'm down there in victory lane. I know what pissed you off. And 
Giovanni Ruggiero, a first-time winner. He was there for Speed Weeks. Um, didn't fare too well. And uh, so I say, well, congratulations. You know, you you won your, your, your first race here at New Smyrna. And Anthony Campy goes, yeah, just a 50-lapper. And then goes on Facebook and goes, he is your Shark Bite 100 or whatever it was, winner. Like... If you're not going to be happy with him in the moment, don't fucking get on Facebook and pretend to be happy for him. Yeah, and and don't belittle a win. A win is a win is a win. P1, ladies and gentlemen, your Shark Bite 100 winner, Giovanni Ruggiero. Right there. Like, oh, yeah, there it is. It, but of course, you gotta I, make your Facebook page. Look I good. wanted so bad to comment. Wasn't it just a fifty laugher? I mean, but I didn't. I just, well, what else is Logan, Logan is just, rocking and block me on? That that just rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, why, why even say it's be, just a this a win? Why do you show up if if it's just going to be this or it's just going to be that? Like whether or, it's or why did you laps, vote for it to be fifty laps? If you didn't want it to be just 50 laps. Whether it's 100 laps or 50 laps or half a lap, be proud of your driver who is paying you good money. I mean, he didn't... New Smyrna didn't make it 50 laps. The drivers did. So... We'll see We'll see how he fares out at Five Flags this weekend and see what Anthony Campy has to say about that. But anyways, it's Mr. his first... I couldn't drive, so now I'm going... Never mind. His first regular season New Smyrna Speedway win. Um, first points counting win. So he is now a winner at the New Smyrna Speedway over Brad May. So they did claim the bounty too. So Good for them. I guess it it's a, just a 50 It's a good day right? nonetheless, even though they just won a 50 lapper. Good um, job, Giovanni. You drove your ass off. You beat Brad May. Not many can say the same. Not many can say that. I, I'm proud of Gio. He did a great job. Uh, Steven Reddit came home with a career-best third-place finish. Kristen Clements, who did not... Uh, three cars finished the race out of the seven that started. Kristen Clements, fourth. Mike McLeay in fifth. Mike Amato, sixth. And Bray Holmes in seventh. So that was our field. Um, Kristen, I was standing next to... Oh, I was standing next to Dylan LeBeau's car, and he was fitted right next to Kristen. It seemed like she was having, like, ignition problems. They were trying to get that car to refire back up so she can go back out. Really? I don't know. I know that was her first start there. Yeah, and and I was surprised to see them come out there, to be honest with you. <laughs> she runs well at Auburndale, her home track. She, she's, you know, a top five competitor. But, yeah, I did talk to her afterwards, and she said... Uh, you know, they were here for seat time, you know, purely for seat time and to try to get some experience in new tracks. And she's like, this place is crazy, mm-hmm. um, but we got to get better. So, yeah, no, it was nice to see them. Bray's car looks badass as his oh, Bray's car looks always great. look badass. Looks so. great. Um, I, I just know that they feel like with what they have that they don't it have a chance. And, um, you know, part of me is like, well, then why... Did you buy what you have knowing that this is the only track that runs pro late models and you're racing against super late models at Auburndale? Why did you buy what you bought and then complain about it? Well, if it's what you can afford, then that's what you can afford. But also at the same time, it's like, well, it sucks that they feel like they can't come to New Smyrna and be a part of the show and be a part of the competitive show with what they have. But yeah, well, that's on them. 
Part of me is just, and then people are like, oh, you should about a full blown this and that and this and that. And it's like, well, they got what they got, but then don't don't blame the track for the track's rules if you got what you could got. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. On to the next one. Uh, that crazy, wacky, wild truck race. Yeah, that's what I have in front of me here. Uh, Twelve trucks did show up. Pretty good turnout. Uh, you know, Donnie Burkhalter was looking to make his return, but I guess uh, somebody in the family sick. A lot yeah. of people are sick. I think now, Hadley man. got sick. His baby. Yeah, so he wasn't. He wasn't his, able to make it. Not a it. baby. She's seven, but still his baby. Still, um, but still a good turnout, and race went clean and green. So, <sighs> well, uh, they did wreck down the front straightaway. It just didn't cause a caution. What happened there? Because you were spotting for Jack. What what do, happened? Do you want what happened, or yes, do you want I me? Want, I want what happened. Okay, so Jack, <laughs> Jack told me he wishes he had my reaction to this whole ordeal recorded so that he could put it on the YouTube. <laughs> it would get one of us in trouble, and it wouldn't be Jack Hall. Uh, so I think we were like maybe five, seven laps into the race, and he's going to pass. Maria Martins. Correct. Uh, down. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, hey, she keeps opening the bottom up out of two. Try to take it. Or they. I kept saying they because I wasn't sure which one it was. I was like, hey, they keep opening the bottom up out of two. Try to take it if you can. If not, wait until three. They go high every time. Enter, or Coming out of three, going into four, they're going high. Take the bottom. You have it there. So he did. He took the bottom in three and four. I guess she thought that he touched her, even though he didn't. We've no, got she, GoPro footage. Here's what I think happened. She had no idea that Jack was there. Yeah, I and, don't and think. tried to use I all the racetrack after she I don't think anything was intentional. She tried to use the whole track. Jack was there. She got loose in four. Never touched. And then coming out of four towards the flag stand, straight up just turns left. Just Door checks him. Like, that, it might not have been intentional, but you cannot tell me that you're not that good of a driver that you don't know to steer straight on a straightaway. She wasn't close enough to the wall to be avoiding it. She wasn't close enough to be... They weren't to where the wall juts out to where she would have to change her line to right, avoid the wall. Right, right. It was way before she that. She straight up turned left, It was before drove the into Jack. Line. Uh, honestly, what I believe, if you watch the I 88... I think she might have just overcorrected. Uh, both the 88 and 07 were on edge, the team cars there. Oh, they were way loose. Team trucks. Like, looser than and your ex. Honestly, oh my God. <laughs> I believe that that the 07 got loose and, and thought she had the whole racetrack, didn't realize Jack was to her inside because she was more focused on not wrecking. No, nothing and, and, Nothing and she, was intentional. I just, maybe they didn't have a spotter to be like, hey, yo, there's a truck right there. Not clear. Somebody's spotter had to say it. I mean, I, I'll give kudos to both drivers for being able to straighten those cars out and not wreck because that should have been a big wreck. I told Jack, I'm like, so, I, I honestly, know. I was like, just keep going. Hit the ass. I don't care. Either you're going to total her truck, you're going to total your truck. Either way. If Jack wasn't was like, there, maybe the 07 was going to pull a Stephanie and just slam the inside wall. So. Well, I guess I'm glad that Jack was there because she didn't. <laughs> Poured, but like Jack's truck just look I get a text from him like as we're pulling in and he's like um so I had a tire blowout can you pull for me I'm like fuck 
Yeah, they had a tire blowout on the way there and on the way home. I knew that he did not want me to draw a good spot for him. I should have just been like, yo, Bink, can you put the double zero truck in the rear? But I didn't. I drew the pill like I'm supposed to. Fucking pole. Of course. But you started in the back. Yeah. He he didn't get any practice. Well, he got half a lap of practice because a piece of foam off of where the air cleaner was was touching the exhaust. Made him like made the whole cockpit of the truck fill up with smoke. He thought the engine was done. I'm like, oh well, shit, Dylan. Now I can cheer for you because he just done blowed this bitch up. Because <laughs> you know Dylan LeBeau gives me shit every time he runs like crap because I spot for his competition. Of course. <sighs> well, Sorry. I I gotta remind everybody uh, the truck portion of this podcast is brought to you by Jeff White Racing, and uh, you know. They have a prolate model in the works now. Tell me about it. Tell yes. me about the sponsor. So, funny story here, and we're going to tangent, and then we'll we'll wrap up the the truck series race. But I was just looking at the results, and it, it dawned on me here. Uh, big thank you to Jeff White Racing for partnering with the show. They are a weekly sponsor, and they sponsor the the truck portion. So we'll get them out there twice today. Um, you well, you read the text to me because it came while I was driving. Uh, my mother. Well, who, all the text said was show Ryan. My mother is a, uh, she's a CPA and she's been doing taxes for uh, Mike Branco transportation for years and years and years. I, I, Mike Branco gave my mother tickets to a Daytona truck race to give to me to go to back in 2008. She's been working with Branco for a long, long time. And apparently Mike Branco, who's obviously into racing, um, used to sponsor, uh, the White's car back in the day. Jeff White. Jeff White's car. Right. His mod um, mini. His mod mini, oh okay, or his mini stock, and then I believe he also sponsored the late model as well. So, the the whites they, they know Mike Branco, and apparently the new prolate that they're putting together, they've put Mike Branco transportation on, on the side of their car, and given that my mom does taxes, and, and they go way back, and he knows that I'm the announcer at New Smyrna now, so he sent a picture to my mom, and my mom sent the picture to me. Um, and said, hey, if if Jeffrey White is going to be, you know, if Jeffrey White's there or whatever, give them a shout-out, if you will, if you can, if you can work it in. So, fittingly, Jeffrey White sponsors the the truck part of the podcast here. Um, he goes to Victory Lane, and uh, I'm like, hey, this is the perfect opportunity for me to give the Branco shout-out where everybody's going to hear it. So, at the end, you know, I was like, anybody you like to thank? And he didn't organically mention Branco, but I said, hey, I, you know, hey, I see got an inside scoop that uh you've got something new in the works and you got an old sponsor back on board tell us about that and so we got the mike branco transportation stuff out there and uh then i got to say well i got this inside information from my mom because well she does does taxes taxes. so pretty cool like it's crazy how this kind of stuff comes from full circle like my mom knew mike branco been doing his taxes from before i was even a blip on anybody's radar at new smyrna before i was even in even in this realm of racing and now here it is back back on board with a a really good driver so also thank you jeffrey for letting dawson be in your victory lane pictures he's like i want a picture and i'm like oh okay oh and also this is the first win for for jeffrey since they had the baby so congratulations to them on their baby did you see her little little cart was very cute and it didn't dawn on me in victory lane because of how you know from the jet lag from the trip and everything going on and trying to rush through everything with the, the weather threatening, I didn't realize that, oh, yeah, his, his baby's there now. So congratulations, Jeffrey. Peyton to have one of those carts, except it has to look like the tower. She's got her stroller. What more does she need? 
but no, congratulations to to Jeffrey. Um, awesome win. Pretty cool uh, sponsor tie-ins with with Mike Branco and. Uh, you know, congratulations on on your new baby as well. And I, I know they listen She's to like this. Seven and... months old now, eight months old. But yeah, really? new. It, yeah, she. Yeah, man, time flies. Old. But yeah, I think she's only three or four months younger than Peyton, so I think eight months old. He just seems super excited to uh, celebrate with her in victory. Oh well, yeah, this week, I think so. that was her first week that she had been, been at, the, at race the track. Track. Okay, that makes um, sense. I want to say she's about eight months old. She's not like fully on regular food. I know this because I bought formula for this. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. But uh, again, congratulations to Jeffrey White picking up his second win of the season, padding his point lead now. Uh, Dylan LeBeau comes home in the second position. Taylor Watson continues to, she's been so impressive in a rookie season. She comes home in third. Blake Clouser making his debut in fourth. And how about Cody Kaufman having a good run in the fifth spot? Good job. Dylan the bow driving his little lady <laughs> off. Um, Palmer Hag, another newcomer, was sixth. Seventh was Dalton Smith. Love those gold wheels. Brian Sukup was eighth. And it was Wilson Martins, Jack Hall, Maria Martins, and poor Chuck Ayers blew up in practice. Oh, my goodness. To be the division sponsor and blow up. Um, so you had mentioned Dalton Smith got, like, you like the gold wheels? Mm-hmm. He posted something on Facebook about he got like mixed reviews. I personally like them. He said, "I wish that he had done like a brighter yellow or brighter his, blue." His his reasoning the for the gold team. wheels is if you go back and look at like pictures of NASCARs in the eighties, or or just local racing eighties. Yeah, how many he's just gold wheels? To throw it back. He yeah. was yeah. He was going for the throwback look. But now he's like so so many people hated it. I'm like, I don't I, I don't it. think that necessarily it matches what they're going for with the paint scheme, but I think the gold wheels are nice. And I went up to him and said, "Can't, can't hide, hide money." money. <laughs> and he just yeah. they looked at me like we ain't got none. We put them all on the wheels. Yeah. I just I think it's great. Those guys, the the Smith family, they're great people. You know, budget racers, uh, but just do it. Because they love being there, and those oh, yeah. the Smiths are there even when they're not racing to watch. Like, they're oh yeah, race they were there last fans. weekend. He, they stopped by the. Uh, they're great the people. Booth. I wish I could have him back in a ground pounder. That's not that pos. You know, it wasn't for for the, you know the, not so bright spot on the prolate model side uh, with with the turnout. This truck division has come a long way, and we really got to thank Chuck and, and Ashley Holmes Jacks. Yes, for, and I feel so bad that he blew up, and that because Chuck had a strong truck. Oh, he would have been up in the top five for sure, I think. Um, can we get to the real star of the show for the night? In, in, just, in just a moment. It just uh, to, to close this out, and, and again, thanks to Jeff Boy Racing for sponsoring this segment of the podcast. Um, Chuck Ayers just deserves uh, all the thank you for, for building this up. And, and it was agonizing watching three or four trucks for like two years. Yeah. And then Ashley Holmes came on board. And to see 12 show up on a night where weather was threatening – I know, and, Jack and, and I were talking about that during pace laps. We're like, shit, we expected, like, maybe seven or eight, and there's yeah. 12. I mean... I think 11 started. Yeah, and maybe a blessing in disguise for Chuck, because he was taking his grandkids up to the... He was going up to North Carolina, up in the hills there. Oh, so for, he had, like, a 12-hour drive. So he got an I early start on vacation. So if there's any silver lining for him, at least he got, a, yeah. got to go home early and start his vacation. But I, I thank him for his, his effort and continued support. To build that class up. Awesome. Um, go ahead. Are you moving on? Yes. But go ahead. What do you got? Uh, shameless plug, Jacked Racing on YouTube. Yes. Jack, Jack Jacked Racing. Jacked Racing. Ja- yep. Uh, Jack, and that's 
Jack, Jack and his and dad. Ed. Jack yep. and Ed. Not just, or jacked, but Jack and Ed. Jack. Uh, please go like, subscribe, comment. He's on YouTube and TikTok and Facebook as Jack Racing. Go support a small race team. It's literally him, his girlfriend, and his dad. Yep. And me, the annoying spotter sometimes. Uh, no, he likes you spotting because you're... You're you're up on it. I say you sometimes because I can't be there when he's at different racetracks. True, Jack true. does. You're, you're his best spotter at New Smyrna. Jack does travel to Auburndale and Citrus, which is great. Um, he's constantly posting in-car footage, uh, updates in the shop, all kinds of stuff on TikTok and YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. You can buy his merch if you want to. You don't have to, but please just go and, and go back him. and listen to the interview we did with Jack at the beginning of the year. I, I would like to get him on at yeah. the end of the year and kind of recap his whole season. Yeah, because that goes. was before I started working for him. And like, he's seriously just a cool dude. He's got so much experience. He's done indie car type he's, stuff. He's done school bus racing. He's done monsters truck, monster trucks. He's done bombers, and now he's got the pro truck. He's a man of very few words. But he's got a lot to say. And you know what? He's I, good for... I, just like Uniel, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, he is good for the racetrack. Yes. I love getting to spot for Jack. It's so... You know, anytime I can spot for somebody new, I learn something. Spotting for Jack is really fun for me. Yeah, like, that, I that's don't, what's, I don't that's do what's this cool for about money. you. Like, I do it because I love it. You spot for Brad. You spot for a bunch of different people. So you're not a a, a, a one driver wonder or one track wonder or whatever. I mean, my one driver is Brad Blanton. That is your priority, but also Jack Hall. He's now my second. And Dylan from time to time. Yeah. Well. Even though you're a traitor now. But. I'm a traitor. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on to the sportsman. You know, all things considered, Shit, I missed that one. Ten, ten sportsmen showed up. So, with with again with the weather, with it being in the middle of the summer, with the sportsman accounts we've had this year, this is actually a good turnout, um, good clean race, and Travis Devendorf continues to impress. That, that kid's really impressed me. He's so good. He was that you know obnoxious, and and I mean this with all due respect. He was that obnoxious kid that would go up top of the tower and talk Tom talk Zero, to Tom. and Tom would be like, "Oh my goodness!" But now Tom is like, "You know what?" I think it's awesome that the kid that used to come up and talk to me every week is now winning races. That's my buddy. So uh, congratulations to Travis Davendorf. Um, no heat races this week, which was a blessing in disguise because we would not have gotten the full show in. If we had done heats, it would have rained on us. Um, but it was a random starting position, random draw for starting position. And Ricky Moxley drew the 10 pill and started dead last on the field. Um, if, if he had started better or it had a caution, I think Ricky Moxley would have won the race. There would have been no competition. Ricky appeared to be the fastest car, but I think coming up through traffic, he burned up his tires because he got really, really loose there at the end. And that was enough for Travis Devendorf to hold off Ricky Moxley. So Travis wins his second race of the season. Ricky Moxley is second. Third is Ron Whaley. Uh, Danny Fry, fourth, Tim Sozio from ninth on the starting grid, fifth. Then it was David Gould, George Alexander, Richard Fiore, Dave Warning, and Chad Pierce rounding out your top ten. And now... It was nice to see Ron Whaley have a relatively clean night, as in he didn't take anybody out. Nope, nope, nobody did it. Nobody did anything to anybody in this one. Nobody can be mad in the sportsman this week because nobody hit each other, no one touched each other. It's just good I racing. I feel bad because poor um, Warning. Yeah. Still having these same carburetor issues. 
That man is cursed, but he you know, he could not fight his way out of a paper bag with a carburetor if he wanted to. I, I appreciate his commitment to keep on keeping on. And you know what? Uh, while we were recording the first part of the show, he sent me a really, really cool ad for the Emod 2000 win race. Um, he's like, "Hey, I just, I just threw something together because it's a, it's a big deal. If you wouldn't mind posting it, so uh, kudos and shout out to Dave for, uh, for just being willing to help out. You know, he does the, the." The show with Rusty, the short track news show, not because he has to, but because he wants to. So I appreciate his, and you know what, we, we've had our moments before, and I and I I appreciate his passion. So I really enjoy. I've started talking to Dave after his races, and you know he's like frustrated with it, but he like he's he's nice. He's like, yeah, well, same shit keeps biting me in the ass. Yep, talked to him for a little bit after the races, and he had a good attitude about it. So I can appreciate that. Um, Another good turnout for the Bomber A's last division that we'll talk about here before we move on to wrap up the show. Um, I mean, nothing significant happened in this one. What? Uh, 15 cars started. The 15 um, car didn't William, win. William Ballou, put that on your podcast. William Ballou uh, didn't start again for like the eighth time this year. Showed up to practice. Somebody on the Hot Lab show told me he just wants to come practice. All the 15 car can do is make cringy TikToks. Yeesh. I'm so glad I'm not on TikTok. Uh, no, this was another, I mean, just another great race by the Bombers. Um, you had a big wreck. Uh, you know, Chris Seventy, one of our, our sponsors, I, I talked to him after the race, and he says he, he felt bad because he hooked Joe Sunday going into turn number one. I didn't see it. I missed it. I didn't either, and I need to watch the video. I don't think Tom got it either because he was watching uh, the, the battle up front between between a couple of guys, uh, Jim Snyder, Dustin Higdon, uh, mostly. Um, Who are those guys? I don't know. Um, but uh, Chris said he he and Joe Sunday were, were racing very hard, and they had made a little bit of contact. They were trying to wreck and hadn't found a place to do it, and then they did. And, and Chris <laughs> said, and I, and I know there's always two sides to every story, but I, I respect Chris for coming up and saying, you know, and, and he talked to Aaron, the, the car owner, Aaron Foy. And uh, Chris said, I went down into turn number one. We were racing close, and I misjudged it. I'm new at this. I misjudged it, and I hooked him. I, I hit him. I hooked him. I did not do it intentionally, and I feel bad about it. Um, so I, I really appreciate uh, – Chris could have just gotten his payout and gotten the hell out of there and not sort of thing. No, he hung out with us for quite a while. He, he Actually, did. he's hoping that no bombers show up this week so he can get his first win. Well, hey, um, I think once he gets things, he had a good finish, and then he had some problems in the exhibition race with the – Southern Super Series a couple weeks ago and, and still working out some gremlins, as is Uniel. Uniel, we, man, I hate to say it, but we might be missing him for a couple of weeks from what he told me. But uh, Yeah, I've, I've been keeping up with this. We, we're on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, and yeah. it's, it, it's... Doesn't look good, mm-mm. which sucks, but I understand. It's, you know, get to this point of the season, and it's tough to keep going. It's like 93 races in a row for these guys. Can so. we please just get to who wins? Um... So, again, nothing real significant happened in this one. Stop um, it. Leroy Crawford finished ninth. I mean, CJ. that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, CJ Creech was driving the 47 car. That's weird. He won. CJ was driving for Steven Wright because, um, you know, Steven's suspension is up, but Steven's still, you know, bat- battling problems. some medical stuff. Um, CJ won. But it's good to see the 47 car back. CJ won. You know, at first I get to the racetrack, and I'm like, oh, good to see the 47 and the 87 back. So that was cool to see those guys. CJ won. He's not the bridesmaid anymore. He won. And then I was like, oh, that's CJ driving. This isn't going to make the race interesting. But uh, 
<laughs> CJ Creech. Whoa. He Wait won. A Wait a minute. Place first. CJ. It's he official. Won. It's actually official. He won. CJ Creech, congratulations on your first win, buddy. That was a that was super exciting. Um, so I'm not you, at all excited that he won. Do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago when Higdon and Stephen Wright got into it and CJ could have, should have won, could have, should have, would have won the race, but didn't and didn't. And I went and Dustin didn't come to victory lane. Yep. So mm-hmm. I went down and talked to CJ and I said, CJ, and he was distraught. And I'm like, CJ, when you win one of these things, I'm going to buy you a beer. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember that happening? So, so this week I, he's still leading with four to go. Or five to go. Yep. I, with Peyton strapped to me, ran down to the concession stand. I get there at the same time as Holly. And I'm like, I need one Miller Lite because that's all I have cash for. I was just buying one for CJ. Oh, you're you're going to? Okay. Yes. And Holly goes, well, Ryan just asked me for two. I'm like, cool. I guess we're all three drinking them in Victory Lane then. <laughs> The only issue I have with this is CJ won when Sadie wasn't there. Yeah, and that's why he got emotional in Victory Lane. He started crying. I know. And the whole thing was, I was like, right there. when you and CJ decided that y'all were going to drink the beer in Victory Lane, me and Sadie were going to chug a White Claw. Ah. Like, whether we chugged well, it or, we'll like... we do it again next time. Yeah, so, like... Look, we, me and CJ, we can make that our tradition Either, like, chug a White Claw or, like, shotgun a White Claw. Like, we were just going to be the, you know, the... The two crazy fangirls. Yeah, you know, you're going to be like Carl Larson's wife. Yeah, no big His deal. girlfriend and her friend. Because that's like, that's what we do. We're crazy. So to to tell the story here with four laps to go, I, I was realized that CJ's out ahead, Higdon's second, but CJ has a big lead. I'm like, oh shit, if CJ wins, I got to live up to my word and so get him the beer. I was running down to do that. And then. So. It's four to go, and I get Holly on the phone. And as Holly answers, I went, oh, my goodness, huge crash in turn one. We got a car in the wall. It's Joe Sunday. Joe Sunday has crashed. And I've got Holly on the line, but I'm announcing the race. I was already at the bar, didn't see the wreck. Yeah. I heard your voice and looked at the TV and went, fuck. Yeah, because at that point, it's like, and so at this point, I'm like, I got Holly on the line. There's a big wreck. Caution's obviously out. And so I'd be like, hey, Holly, um, I made a promise to this driver if he wins to buy him a beer. I need two Miller Lights. I'll pay for them after the race. Just have, you know, tell the bartender. They, they know me. Um, excuse me. Um, and, and she's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll bring them to you. So I hang up there. I get back to, you know, I see, oh, excuse me. I see, my goodness. I, I can't even get through the story because I'm all amped up. No, I'm good. Um uh, <laughs> So I see Joe climb out of the car, and I'm calling that. Beers come up, and I say, oh, shit. This yellow comes out. Dustin Higdon second now. Dustin's probably going to win this race, and I just bought myself two beers. And we're all where I really don't beers. want two beers because I'm super ass tired from the trip, and I want to go home and go to sleep. Um, so we had the restart, and CJ and Dustin, they raced each other really well, and CJ got the win, and I went down there and – couldn't open one of the beers. I think Stephen Wright actually got the beer because yes. I tried to open it while holding the microphone, and it started. The beer started to come out as I'm trying to open it. It's getting all over the microphone. I'm like, no, I, I asked can't. Jesse. I'm like, can you open this? It's for CJ. I'm like, somebody open this damn beer. I don't have enough hands for this because I couldn't get down there quick enough. But um, you know, I, I know CJ went through a lot this week, and obviously not in his car. So the wind's bittersweet, but 
Got to share the beer with him in Victory Lane. Super cool. And I'm glad it was at the end of the night so I didn't feel bad about drinking the beer. We tried so hard to burn that damn sash. An an attempt was made. Uh, Satin apparently doesn't burn easily. Yes, apparently those fibers do not go up. We tried to burn the vinyl. Didn't work. Well, that shriveled up and caught fire, but it it just didn't didn't work. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to put it on this part of like the, I don't know. He was trying to put it on some part of the body yeah. that it would catch under the tire, and he was just going to rip it up under the tire when he did a burnout. Didn't that work. That didn't work. That thing is indestructible. So CJ gets the first win of his career, obviously driving Stephen Wright's car. And he goes, now I just have to figure out how to get him to, to sell, sell it, it to me. me. So if CJ does get a hold of that car, he's going to be a force for the rest of the season. He already is a force in the twenty seven. He no, that's not Peyton my point. Peyton was like so like Peyton. Peyton was, was like, confused. I don't know who the fuck who is this man. Who this? This ain't CJ. You yuck like my CJ, who this? but you're not my CJ. I don't know this car. I don't like this car. That other car, the eighty seven, looks more like CJ. Exactly. Like uh. she knows the bright yellow numbers. She's yep. like D but CJ is CJ was a force, but he was kind of the underdog force uh, who was kind of lucking into to some of these outcomes. Not, and I mean that with all due respect. But if he's in that forty seven car the rest of the year, he's going to be a force. The Bomber Championship between CJ Dustin Higdon and Jim Snyder. It's like fourteen points. You got three cars within fourteen points. That's going to be a hell of a big deal going forward, or a hell of a race. The wreck. wreck? It could be all of the above. Um, Eep. But I know that if CJ gets the 27 car back going, he's going to want to win in that car, and I feel like that will justify a lot of things for him because I, I really respect what he's he's going through, and I know he's putting himself in a position to get the old lady mad at him because this race for points thing, like he said, is stressful. Um, but uh, I appreciate uh, Sadie for letting him do that, and uh, it was all worth it because he got that big win. We love and, you, uh, Sadie. Hey, you know, he got a checkered flag last year, but this time he gets to keep it. So congratulations to CJ. Glad to share that beer with you in Victory Lane. Maybe we can make that a tradition. And next time, if he drives Stephen Wright's car again, I'll give Stephen a beer because Stephen beer Stephen Stephen goes. I wish I could have beers in Victory Lane too. Well, no, sir, not when you're on morphine. I, I know that. I know that's what he meant, but um, maybe one of these days. But no, you know, I'll just get Stephen a beer next time he wins. Put that on your podcast with. Dustin uh, with oh wait, you don't have one. With no, he has only TikTok. Um, the show sponsored by Dustin Higdon's TikTok. Check if it out. If you want to be cringe, if you want fest. to laugh, check out Dustin Higdon's TikTok. Just don't download TikTok. Your life is better off. Um, you know, for all things considered, um, for getting up early Friday, driving twelve hours to my sister's, waking up in the middle of the night with two kids and an angry girlfriend, getting on the, getting on the road right. um, in the middle of the night to come back home and and to get home yeah the late model turnout wasn't what i hoped for it wasn't what it should have been i'm so glad that we got the show in um kudos to new smyrna speedway because this was a new smyrna speedway event and rusty went to battle for this event to be able to happen because when he called me he's like man it it was a struggle to even get us to get this far um so i know if if you want to just thank rusty for getting in last week's show please do um he deserves it because it was, it would have been an easy show to cancel. It was a big money night. Uh, maybe he wasn't going to get the best turnout. It felt like the 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 fanfare was was solid enough. Um, I'm glad the the race got in it, because it's always there's always something fun 
to take away from every night at New Smyrna. Even if the main event isn't the hottest thing in the world, there's always been a good event. And to see CJ win, to see Gio win, uh, to see Travis Devendorf win again, and, and to see a good turnout for the trucks, I think all in all, it was well worth it. And uh, to get that program in in the nick of time, I was interviewing Jim Snyder, the third-place bomber finisher, when the rain started. So we got that event in perfect. Kudos to the drivers for stepping up and, and helping to make for an efficient, uh, efficient show. Kudos to the officials and kudos to New Smyrna Speedway management and ownership for letting this event happen. Cause I feel like it was important to have this event and we got it in. Everybody did a great job. Now, if we can use that mentality going forward to get more events in and to get them done more efficiently, I think New Smyrna's reputation can go up. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it's like from going to Thunder Road and then going to New Smyrna on a night where weather was threatening out of nowhere. And for us to get it in, it was like, boom, boom. And yeah, it, Honestly, it, it was nice. I was surprised when we weren't like, I was surprised that we weren't told like, Hey, hang on weather ish is weather's going to be well, a I, thing on like Friday. I, I'm not surprised. Uh, I, <laughs> looking at the weather midweek, I, I was like, we're going to get a phone call like Saturday. And we're like a state away. When Rusty called me, I half expected it to be like, Hey, we're going to cancel just because that's what we get a lot during the summer months. Not a knock on him, not a knock on the track, just what I thought. But midweek, I'm kind of like, yeah, we're going to be like halfway home and we're going to end up canceling and we're going to be almost home. So if we were in home, Virginia and canceled, we would have stayed. Yay, we would have stayed with Lauren, went to Brewers. Um, but no, everything worked out. I, for as stressful as a drive with, with two young children can be when you're trying to trying to go to a race, then leave, um, do a bunch of family stuff, then go to a racetrack, then get up and leave and try to make it back to another race all within seven days. Um, everything went as perfect as could be. Shout out to my children's. They were great. They, they were best. fantastic. So, Pocono prediction. You skipped over New Hampshire. Oh, man. shit, you're right. Um, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, but hold that thought because I know Pocono is one of your favorite tracks. Um, <laughs> they did race at... The Magic Mile, New Hampshire, Motor Speedway. Why is it called Motor Speedway? Because engine speedway sounds fun. They're weird. Sounds weird, right? Yeah, yeah. so Motor Speedway. Um, so the Cup Series was at New Hampshire for the 20th race of the season. Um, I, I know you kind of went to bed. We're, we're in recovery mode that day. I know I you went to bed all early. all day on Sunday. Uh, of the racing that you saw, what did you think overall at New Hampshire? Don't remember a lot of it. I, I feel like you felt very meh about it. Yeah. Well, but in that, a lot of that was because we were traveling. I think I woke up at like 11. By 2.30, I was ready for a nap. By 4.30, I was ready for nap part two. And then by 8, I was in bed. Well, to make matters worse, I... Or no, by 6.20, I was in bed. I had quarter midgets that morning. Yeah, and then... And I got back just in time to watch the race, so... 6.20, I was in bed taking a 20-minute nap, which turned into a two-hour nap. Yep. Woke up and got Taco Bell, and then the next morning figured out who won the race. So there's that. <laughs> no, no, you woke up before you went to get Taco Bell, and you said, Oh, oh wait, I see no, who yeah. won. Okay, yeah. Um, so real quick, we'll, we'll wrap this up. I know we've been long-winded today. Um, also... I guess if we're doing this chronologically, I did wake up Sunday, went down to Little New Smyrna for the quarter midget races. We got the heat races in and most of the red rookie race in before the rain came. 
and the club decided to, because of the, the forecast in and out with rain, they decided to call it. So the heat races were the features. Um, I got to tell you, to go from driving to New Smyrna to waking up on a Sunday to get out there, I actually felt decent and really was glad to be out there to yeah. see a little bit of, of, of racing. And the, the kids did a good job. You woke up on Sunday. You're like, all right, I'm going. Goodbye. Give oh, me a I, kiss. You I made went sure. and gave Dawson a kiss. And I'm like, why is he so awake? You're like, he's crazy. I'm like, get away from me. I, oh, so I'll tell you this story because you don't know this story because I forgot to tell you. I stopped at our favorite gas station on the way up there, the, the Circle K, yeah, yeah. after the airport. And I was like, I was half brain dead. Uh, when I got there, and I grabbed the change that was in the center console. Remember yeah, all those quarters we I got? I had your credit card. Yeah. And I'm like, I need a big coffee. And everywhere we stopped on the trip, like, coffee was like 99 cents, fifty. Yeah. So I grabbed $1.25 worth of quarters because I'm like, I, I don't want to break any of these bills. I walk into the gas station, and I realize that at Circle K, the smallest coffee option is $1.89. And I'm like, Ah, crap. I got to go back to the car. I don't have enough money. And our favorite sub subway lady was there. And she's like, what's the matter? I'm like, oh, I didn't bring enough change in and my wallet's in the car. So I, gotta, I just got to run back out of the car. And she's like, what do you need? I'm like, I got like a buck 50 and I need to get a coffee. She's like, here, here. She gives me, she hands me $2. I okay? love her. And she's like, just, just, yeah, when, next week when you're in, I'm like, no, no, I'll go, I'll buy this and then I'll come back in and get, give you the money. That way I don't make two trips. She's like, okay, well, whatever works, whatever works. So I get myself the large because now I've got enough money to get the large coffee. Yeah. I go up to the lady who's running the Circle K because the, the subway and the Circle K are, are different. Yeah. And I walk up there and uh, the subway lady goes, he's crazy. He's working at New Smyrna Speedway this morning and he just worked there last night. And the lady goes, oh, you 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 work at the, the Speedway. And she's like, I know somebody that used to run out there on Saturday nights. Do you know Bruce Bennett? Yeah. And I was like, I do. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he he runs out there from time to time. I know him. And she goes, you know what? Since since you're the announcer and you're going to need this, you're good. Well, just, thank you, Bruce Bennett, for yeah. doing literally nothing for New Smyrna <laughs> in like the last five years except getting Ryan a free coffee. So they gave me a free coffee, and I gave the subway later her, her two bucks back and, and – well, and our um, subway lady knew that we were, like, we told her last week when, because she's like, why is little man with you? And we're like, oh, we're driving to Vermont tonight. Yeah. So, so and it, that that was just super cool because I was just like, man, I didn't bring enough money in. I just got to run to the car. And they're like, ah, don't worry about it. Here, bitch has my credit They gave card. me enough money. And they're like, ah, don't even worry about it. So I didn't have to pay for the coffee, which was great. Got out to a little new Smyrna Speedway. Definitely was feeling fatigued, but um, had a good time with what we got in. Uh, the heat races were, were good. I feel like um, Johnny, uh, during the driver's meeting, as I just got there, he he was saying, you know, if we get the heat races in, that's going to count as your features. Yeah. So I feel like the kids had that extra sense of urgency. So the, the heat races were rather intense, and it was a, a, a good day of racing out flip. there. Nobody flipped. Nobody really crashed. Um, it was it was pretty clean. Um, the usual suspects were, were up front. Easton had a tough day. Easton Gardner had a tough day. Not my Easty yeah, boy. Yeah, Easty boy had a bit of a tough day. Gavin was his normal self. Um, oh, I got to give a shout out to one of our former quarter midget kids who Billy is Clarkson. now running the U.S. Legends up in oh, Charlotte. Uh, Brody. Brody Gunter and his mom are sending us some free Brody Gunter merchandise. Heck yeah. 
The Ryan, the Race with Ryan summer, podcast. Thanks you. He's running the summer showdown or whatever it is up in Charlotte. I tried to watch it. They were under rain delay. Go figure. So but that's also uh, Blake Clouser. Let's quickly wrap up this show because I, I knew this was going to end up being a mega cast with, with all we had to cover, which is which is fine. We're making did up for last over week. Over New Hampshire already. I stopped paying. Oh yeah, you did. No, I haven't. I barely no. scraped the surface. All right. Well, then why did you get off on a tangent? Because that's what we do. Um, so New Hampshire <laughs> with the Cup Series race number twenty of the season. Um, first stage, rather blah. Martin Truex led the whole thing. Good job, did that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> running joke. Um, Martin Truex leads the whole thing, and I tweeted. I'm like, the lack of passing is concerning because Martinsville is similar to Gateway. Very, very close. Um, <laughs> similar to Martinsville. It's bigger, but it's similar to Martinsville. Um, where they were in New Hampshire. Yeah, but it's similar in design. Okay. With the flat corners. Uh, so I'm like, well, this car is struggling on these flat, smaller racetracks. Yeah. Uh, Martin Truex wins stage two. The only pass was on pit road. Good job, Dada. Things got interesting, though, late in stage three. Caution came out. Some drivers stayed out. Joey Logano and uh, Kurt Busch. Some drivers took four tires. Some drivers took two. This put Martin Truex, the dominant driver of the day, and um, uh, Kevin Harvick, who was one of the fastest cars, in the back, in the middle of the pack for the restart. Joey Logano leads for a while, has to pit, and that turns things over to Chase Elliott, who's going for his fourth win of the season and third in a row. Um, but Christopher Bell, who if you remember, remember la- last year Eric Almarola won the New Hampshire race? Yes. And Christopher Bell was chasing him down, but yes. the race was called due to darkness. Yep. So Christopher Bell, very good here last year. Very good here this year. He chased, chased Elliott down. And you know what I don't like? Chase Elliott to get to the lead before Christopher Bell passed him. He hit the 45 of Bush, and he hit the 22 of Logano while he passed him. But if it was Ross Chastain, it would have been okay. Well, Ross didn't make any friends in this race either. It would have just been rough driving. Uh, Robin's racing, unless you're chasing <laughs> it. <laughs> Robin's Y'all racing, don't know who my favorite driver is, do Ru- you? Robin's racing, unless you're the people that Margo like, or Ross Chastain. But, uh, no, Christopher <laughs> Bell uh, did get by. Hey, Chase isn't my favorite driver. And surprisingly, like the last 100 laps went green, and Christopher Bell wins and becomes our. Here, here's the thing. I know you've been trying to figure out this playoff thing all year. Fourteenth, we have fifteenth, fourteenth different winner. So we have like six races until the playoffs start. We do, and there are fourteen spots, quote unquote, locked up. And we still do. We have any super speedways? We have Daytona at the end. Do we have any super speedways before that? We okay, so we have. Do Kona. I have any hope of Ricky Stenhouse just saying, "Hey, fuck your playoffs"? We have Pocono, we have Michigan, we have Richmond, we have Watkins Glen, mm. we have the Indy Road Course, and we have Daytona. Those are the six races okay, so left. There's the, one, there's the chance. There's Ricky's chance, right? <laughs> yeah, so, right. Um, so who's your Pocono pick? My Pocono pick, uh, Kyle Busch, to win because it's the M and M's Fan Appreciation 400. Yeah, that would be like saying, oh, Alex Bowman's going to win Nashville because it's the Ally 500. He won the first car out. Of the race. Right. Who's your pick? Chastain. For Pocono. You're going Chase? 
Should I say Adio? Ah, I'm like at a toss up. I want, like, I'm 50 50 Chase or Kyle Larson. I think Kyle Larson will be good at Pocono. They're both good at Pocono. I think this car is going to be fun at Pocono. I really hope it's not a Pocono. I think there's going to be some wrecks. Oh, yes. The, the and high Alex speed Bowman's tracks. probably going to be in like Probably the because he has absolutely no luck. Thank God he backed into that win at Las Vegas. Peyton needs a new favorite driver. Alex Bowman is C- the new When, when can CJ Creech drive Cup? When's he going to move up? I don't know, CJ. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and hear from CJ. Um, so looking at the, the playoffs He's right like now. yesterday if they offered me a ride. Yeah, okay, no doubt. Um, so 14 winners. Those 14 drivers are in the playoffs. So that leaves just two spots left for points. And right now those spots are held by third place in points, Ryan Blaney, and fourth place in points, Martin Truex. I think Truex will get a win. I think so too. Do you think Blaney's going to win before the playoffs? I hope so, for the sake of our friend Austin. <laughs> I know. Blaney, spun, Blaney was the last caution, and Austin messaged me. He's like, just kill this race with fire. He's having I no luck. I feel like he knew I was probably asleep because I did not hear from him. <laughs> I so, hope both of them win. But before we wrap this thing up, um, do you think with six races left, do you think we get more than 16 winners in the regular season? Because Weirder things have happened. If Kevin Harvick wins next week, that, that bumps happen. Martin. If it does, or somebody else, that bumps Martin Truex out of the playoffs. And then if we get another surprise winner, that bumps Ryan Blaney out of the playoffs. No, no more surprise winners. But do you see how dramatic it's going to be going it's, forward, though? Talk about the silly season. This has been silly season. Yeah, no, it's. This has been – this is what this playoff system was all about. It's very compelling. Um, every race matters. Like, you go through the summer stretch, and it normally gets boring because it's, like, the same guy wins every week, like Kyle Larson. Um, I'd really like the summer stretch to end for Alex Bowman. He's yeah, like, he would, too. <laughs> done. So, if we did get, like, another winner, right now the guy in the bubble is actually Chase Briscoe. He's the driver lowest in points he can with just one win. Go away. But you remember, he almost won Bristol, which would have been win number two. And, and he almost won the Coke Atlanta 600. Course. Imagine if he won and one of those races. He gave them both away. Right. He'd be secure if he won one of those. But no. now he's on the bubble. He gave more or less. two really if, big wins away. He doesn't deserve to be. If up. there's more than 16 winners, that's going to be fun to follow. Um, I did score the New Hampshire race here real quick. I gave the racing a six, which is the same I gave Gateway. Um, excitement gets a seven because it was an exciting enough race for New Hampshire standards. Finish gets a five because the battle between Chase and Christopher Bell was okay, but it was kind of with like 50 laps to go and not much happened after that. So I give it a right in the middle five lead changes. It only gets a two because there's only eight lead changes. Overall, I enjoyed the race. I gave it an eight. So it scores a 5.6 and that brings our total honey to a (laughs) 6.74. Fail. So we're failing. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing Not okay. even like scraping. It's a passing. D. It's a D. A D would D. your mother get let you get away with a D? No. If I had a bad grade like that, my mom would take my Pokemon games away. All right. So. Um, you and Dawson both just lost. We got it, we got off to a hot start. But these last, Some of these races have, have anchored us here lately, but... Uh, we'll see how it goes. Pocono this week, I expect it to be a good race. If we get another new winner, it's going to make things very, very interesting. I cannot wait for the Daytona finale because that race we'll is there. going to be – we're expected to be there. That race is going to be crazy because 
if we have 16 winners at that point, a new winner is going to create just all kinds of havoc. Um, whether you have 16 winners or not, I mean, a guy like Ricky Stenhouse winning that race, is, it changes the whole dynamic. I mean, Me one Dawson more new winner. Ricky Stenhouse shirts. A, another new winner that's not Truex or Blaney pushes one of those guys out, and that is intriguing stuff. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, before we sign off, what do you think of the Tyler Reddick news going to 23XI in 2024? So he's going to race the eight car the rest of this year and next year? How do you think that makes Childress feel? Probably pretty shitty. I think they fucked up. He's already said, like, we don't like the timing of this. How do you not sign him? And how do you let... Richard Childress has finally gotten a superstar driver. And I'll say superstar in quotes because I know how you feel about him. He just wants to let his little silver spoon grandson... Get all the glory? Get all the glory. No, I think Richard Childress fucked up. You they, done fucked up, They, they should have had him locked Sorry, in long term, not RCR. just pick up his option for 2023. I think Tyler Reddick is not going to win the championship this year. He's not going to win another race because they're not going to give him resources. They already took him out of the 48 Xfinity car. Good job, 23. Oh, and replaced him with Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse, Stenhouse Jr. Um, Tyler Reddick oh. is now the black sheep at RCR after just getting his first win. That is going to be a rough year and a half for him. And um, 23XI is just going to be three mediocre-ass When drivers. he gets to 23XI, he is going to light the world on fire. I'm calling my shot. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, that was the big silly season news. Um, Ty Dillon out of the 42. I guess Noah Gregson is expected to move up. Okay, bye. Um, and I, yeah, I think that about that about. Oh, last thing, and then we're. I out. cannot I believe Jade Buford is not taking over the 40. Whatever. Last thing, and then we're signing off. You're done with me. Chicago Street Race is happening. I'm intrigued. What do you think? I'm intrigued. That means we lose Road America. Goodbye. That's how I feel. I feel like it's a lateral move. So um, many people are like, oh, I hope they have bulletproof cars. Oh, my God. The, the, like, those if you people, racist, just say you fucking racist, bro. It's uh, it's all the it's same It's the people. same people that hate Bubba Wallace because he's Bubba Wallace. Right, right. As somebody who's not a huge fan of the gimmick races, but they've somehow encapsulated with me. Encapsulated me? Sure. I'm intrigued. I, I'm I think intrigued it'll be as good. Well. Anything I, is better than Road America. Road America, even though it brought big crowds, it didn't deliver on the racetrack for me the last two years. Um, I saw the layout of the street course. It looks intriguing. There's a lot of tight corners, which could lead to passing zones. I watched Bubba drive Do the it. thing. Yeah. I, I think it's cool. Um, I'm not, not, like, if it had replaced, like, another track, I might not be as cool. I think, I feel like it's a lateral move. Yeah. We're getting rid of one math track for another possible math track that has more potential to be exciting. But we've never seen NASCAR cars on a street no. course. I, I don't know that the car is going to make that big a difference. It hasn't been that great on road courses. It drives great on road courses, but it doesn't race great I'm on road courses. I'm waiting for the Jimmy Johnson comes back to run the NASCAR street course because that's now very IndyCar. Publicity. Jimmy Johnson. Get a lot of pub. Um, I, like I said, I think it's a lateral move, and I will reserve full judgment until I watch the race. It could be great. It could be just like I thought about the Coliseum. Could be great. Could be terrible. But it has potential to be exciting, so we'll see what happens. We shall see. We shall see. Next year, we'll cover it. Uh, on next week's episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast, we will cover all things New Smyrna as the Mod Minis are scheduled to have a 50. The Modifieds are back in town, plus the Bomber A's, the Bomber V's, and the 602 Modifieds. Uh, we'll go back around the state with whatever else is going on 
in the state of Florida and will cover that race at Pinocchio after, I'm sorry, Pocono after we watch it. Pocono. We are going to celebrate Peyton's second birthday, uh, her second first birthday on Sunday. So we'll be watching Pocono after the fact, but uh, we'll be back in. Oh, shit. I'm like, second first birthday. What? Are are you following? I got it. Gotcha. I followed it. Um, So yeah, back on our normal schedule here. So thank you to all of our great sponsors, all of our great listeners. Appreciate y'all's support. Glad to be back with you for another episode here. Hope y'all enjoyed the mega cast here in our trip up to Vermont's Thunder Road. Until next time, y'all take care and we'll see you at the racetrack. Bye.